Saw Holland. What's up? How did you feel about the interview with Phil? I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I could tell that Phil is a very good talker. He, he, he could carry the conversation. So I'm just hoping that every guest that we have is like that, but maybe not. Uh, no, Phil's definitely a character. And I think that's why like people recognize him as like the front man for Club Afar. And, you know, they've recognized him as like uh, that, that guy for so long. Because, mm. you know, for so long, he didn't even have a car like we were talking about. and But he's still running the events. He was still like hosting. Um, yeah, he, you know, he calling did. shots, like dealing with uh, the track, setting up, uh-huh. all that stuff. So, uh, that, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of work for a little pay. So you know, it's all about. I mean, it's, it's all passion project at that point. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, um, wait. Yeah, that did was he have? Though. Did he have his Corolla through all that? You said he, there was a point he didn't have a car while he was doing all this. So from the t- the moment I met Phil in two thousand and seven until I want to say sometime in 2014 maybe when I first uh, uh, as far as I know he didn't have that Corolla Hmm. so he didn't have a car for a long time as far as I knew or he didn't have like a he didn't have the Hachi I think he had like an Infinity G35 for a little bit I see and he had a couple of dailies but like Hmm. he didn't have that Corolla he just put it off for so long which is why I was giving him so much trouble for it. Uh-huh. Well, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that was our interview with Phil. So I hope you guys uh, listen and enjoy. Wisconsin. Oh, like, for real? Kenosha, Wisconsin. And oh, okay, I was just coming back down every every uh, every Sunday. But uh, yeah, I, I actually moved down to like Stevenson area my sophomore year. Oh, yeah. yeah Buffalo Bro-ish. Yeah. yeah. And Earl was there too, so you know it was it was it was like old friends, you know, coming together at the same time. So, yeah, yeah. We I guess we've been friends since as well. Cool. Uh, unfortunately, but uh... Hebron. <laughs> I remember going to those like basketball tournaments, those church basketball tournaments. Yeah. I went to True Way, uh-huh. and, then, and then I did a stint at Kanan uh, as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it was just it's just funny how you know I think it's really fascinating how like if you're a Korean from a specific time or maybe even if it's still true today yeah. but like if you're from like the chicago and like the like the first and second ring suburbs like mm-hmm. church is what's going to be kind of what like what binds our like koreanness yeah. together you know what i'm yeah. saying like i think that's fascinating and also funny at the same time it's funny because even within that bind you know there's definitely like different sects mm-hmm. of, of like of like different groups yeah mm-hmm. and yeah i feel like there was like you know, if you went to this high school, a majority of your friends will go to like this. Church. Oh yeah, like, GBN, GBS, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they would go to like Lakeview or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. You know, Steven, some people, a lot, <laughs> a lot of them went to like Hebron and whatnot. Yeah. With like, another, uh, whatever. There's there's few churches yeah. up in this area too. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. So I always found it pretty funny, and when whenever there's like you know for basketball and whatnot, you know there's other other people, other churches that come through. Yep. like for hebron gym yeah there, there was always that like weird tension too yeah you know, at the same yep. time yep. You know, some people like you know there were like fights that broke out and all <laughs> that. It, 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 was, church. It, was, it was so funny it was like so much drama i mean it's teenagers and the idea of forced fellowship you know oh, yeah under the circumstance of basketball so yeah there was a lot of heated <laughs> 
pent up adolescent energy, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. That's hilarious. <laughs> so where are you at now? Uh in terms of church? Yeah, where are you I mean, where are you staying at now? Are oh, you in the in the suburbs yeah, still? Yeah, I'm actually in Deerfield. Oh, okay, nice. But so I'm still in that like you know, like whole Stevenson area. Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, I mean I've I've actually had a lot of changes, you know, in the past two years. So there were in past two years, there were times that I was living in Atlanta. Mm. Then there was times that Wakanda. I was out in, you know, out in like Southeast Asia for a while. Oh, and I came back because of COVID. Mm. And I've been just kind of staying put since, you know, COVID started. So Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're pretty lucky to at least be in a space where oh, for sure. you could be safer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. It's crazy out there with that. Because I definitely could have been, could have been out um I was in Southeast Asia and I was, I came home to Chicago like a couple of weeks before they started like, you know, like the lockdown. Making, yeah. Like the oh. travel was, was there. And then I left again a month later to, for like Europe. Oh. And that was right before the whole Italy and, you know, like, oh, all yeah, that yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Week, week, US started shutting borders to like mm. Europe and whatnot. I'm like, okay, I'm so glad that I'm not in that mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now. For real. For real. Wow. Blessings. Yeah lucky i mean that's sure. great yeah yeah i need to be stuck in stuck in asia i mean although it seems like they're doing better it's than not us, so, so bad actually <laughs> i uh, you know, yeah. looking back i would not have met i i would not have minded if i was stuck out stuck and no yeah. way to get home <laughs> yeah 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 i suppose super cheap super chill <laughs> yeah that's true that's just true yeah just no air conditioning yeah, I mean, <laughs> or refrigeration, <laughs> or re- refrigeration. You just put it in a river. You know what I mean? That's fine. <laughs> Throw it in a bag, put it in a river. But AC, man, I, make I did sure you Vietnam tie it trip. tight so it doesn't flow down. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Put like a rock in there. So uh, I went to Vietnam in like October a couple years ago, and I was like, why is it so hot? But everybody else is wearing like jackets, like oh, they're yeah, freezing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I am going to be an American and complain about the heat. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you go for Vietnam? I went, I uh, went to Vietnam. So my girlfriend's family is from Hue, Central Vietnam. And so okay. we went to visit her, like her, her family's like house, you know, how, you know, yeah. like back in Korea, like we have like our families, you yeah. know, like the, the patriarchs, like homes uh-huh. and stuff like that. So it was just like one of those deals, but and never funny. been there before. And man, it, it was cool. You know, definitely. I, I felt like kind of an asshole, like in retrospect, not, not like outwardly, but just because I, the things I was complaining about, it was definitely something when I came back, I was humbled by, mm. you know, realizing, man, like things that I, you know, was like stopping my feet and like pouting about was like really, you know, just an everyday reality for yeah. those that are in different situations. Right. Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, you know, one of my <laughs> Wi-Fi and my air conditioning. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I, I was in Vietnam too and i i personally thought vietnam was great like it was definitely my favorite place out of all the other areas that i was near the southeast yeah yeah but it my biggest memory of it is like i was i think i was in saigon ho chi minh city mm-hmm, and yeah. they had it was the starbucks and there's this like like a like a what is it bentley bentega parked outside Mm. And along the street p- lamps, they have like this, this like communist flag along the mm. whole street, mm. and I the whole juxtaposition of yeah. the situation. I was like, yeah. "This is great!" Like, I, yeah. I love the fact that this is like coexisting. All, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, coexisting, yeah. and it's like yeah. different concepts of society. Yeah. You know? yeah, facts. I mean, I think yeah, I think it's I think we're fortunate to be Westerners, if you will. You know mm. what I mean by like culture. You know what I mean in terms of upbringing, but then go over there. 
and be able to see like what transition from communism yeah. to like whatever sort of democracy capitalism mm -hmm. looks like but while there's generationally there are facets that are holding on to that past oh, yeah. but then again i guess if you think about it here recently oh, yeah. you know <laughs> there's I mean, plenty of the people holding a bunch of stuff rise again <laughs> you know yeah. i mean yeah and i mean but i they, live in like a... communist countries though oh it's yeah like, it's uh, right 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 yeah it's very different now Yes, yes. Do you remember the career that your parents like explained or like described to you? Because like I yeah. remember vividly what my parents described to me. And then I went to Korea as an adult and I was like just shocked because like that career just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Well, for you, your parents left Korea in the earlier 60s. on. Or right? my dad left in the 60s and my mom Damn. left in the 80s. Yeah. So Damn. Like, Korea of the 80s or 60s is, is a whole different world. It was still, it was right? still yeah, a fascist. Yeah. It was still and a fascist like, country. Yeah, but yeah. like 80s, you even the 80s look of Korea doesn't exist. It yeah. didn't exist in the 90s. It, it Korea changed form every decade, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going as a kid, and then there's still, like, people being shocked that I was, like, speaking English on the subway with, oh, yeah. with my yeah. brother. People were just, like, stopping and just, like, staring at us. And then, like, they thought we were, like, stupid because we'd be able to speak Korean well. Mm, <laughs> They're just like, what is wrong with these guys? Are they Interesting. slow? Interesting. <laughs> But, yeah. but those looks haven't yeah. stopped even the time stairs. that you were there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I remember going as a oh, kid. Oh, did, we, did, we did get into that fight that one time. Yeah. What, you got into a street Go fight? Ahead, so. Or, no, so like some, we were there for the World Cup. Me and Hoenn, we were there in Korea for the Korea Cup. Yeah. There's a drum, this dude. Korea lost the game. He must have been pissed off or whatever. And I was speaking English. And the guy's like, yeah, I sick, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, and then... I just like, so what that means to the listener is like, hey, asshole, like you're in Korea, use some Korean. So basically yeah. the same kind of shit that Americans say. Yeah, big American. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but in Korea, and then my friend was like, he speaks Korean way better than I do. He was like fluent. And then he was like saying like, listen, like I can speak Korean, but I'm using, uh, I'm choosing to speak English because it's more comfortable because we're Americans. Mm -hmm. He said that in Korean. Mm. So the guy got pissed or whatever, and then he just mm. like, shut up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then we get off the subway. He happens to get off on the same subway stop at us, and then he like, and then like, he just like sh like stomps on my foot and like fuzz me over. So my our friend like he's like some like big like he's like five ten, probably like hundred eighty five pounds or whatever. Like bodybuilding. So he goes up to the old man like he like just he just like grabs him and like brings him to brings him around, and the guy's <laughs> glasses fall off. And I was like ready to like hit the guy because I was like so pissed. But we were there with like two girls, two and two girls were like, oh, don't do anything. It's not working. It's not. And they're like, like some lady just called the cops and was like, you know what? Fine, forget it. So like, so, but his guy's glasses fell off and I was like still pissed off. And I just kind of petty about it. Petty tosses the tosses onto the, the tracks. And then we walked away. I heard about that K-Rage in all of us. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Sure, dude. I would have stomped on him, I'm sure. Yeah. I know. If it wasn't for those girls, I would have like probably like, hit him. Mm. But I was just like, you know what? These girls are here. Like... This guy's old, is an old man. He's drunk, whatever. It's not worth it. And like, but he deserves to be punished. So mm. I'm gonna toss his glasses. Mm. But Koreans oh. have like public health insurance, so it's probably only like a $25 copay. Yeah, yeah, no so doubt. It's just more of an inconvenience. Whatever. I hope that exactly. that person has a podcast that's happening right now talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> so some Korean American punk coming over tossing yeah, glasses. <laughs> you know, like just like just. Just finally venting 15 years later. 
during COVID with his boys in Korea. Oh wow! <laughs> it was the World Cup. Korea lost. Like what the fuck? I want to believe that we live in that kind of magical universe <laughs> where that is it's it's happening exactly at the same time. Right oh now. yeah. To be honest, I would I would. 10 out of 10 listen to that podcast <laughs> i would make sure like like how can you translate this for me just uh, just get every man. little detail dude I, I i would have him on our show yeah <laughs> yeah me too let's have actually. the internet try to bring this together yeah just with basic clues we got off on like megum stop in 2010 <laughs> after the world cup yeah person so. person looking for the person who got their glasses thrown on the tracks you know put on yeah. the new spot newspaper Adichie. classifieds <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh. anyways that's neither here nor there so maybe we should actually start okay so i, I don't know where we cut off and yeah. i think i just started rambling so phil, phil definitely yeah, so. told us the whole story but you you left and the recording button yeah and i don't know if i got recorded i think yeah I and then i noticed that the upper left corner the recording that i see right now was gone so yeah. i just yeah. kind of slowed yeah, so it up so so today we have uh, Phil Lee from <laughs> Club of Far. He's the owner of a, what year's your what's your what year's your Corolla, bro? This one is nineteen eighty five. What year's your Corolla? Nineteen eighty five. The current one that I got from Rob. He's the is owner of a nineteen eighty five Toyota Corolla. What was the previous one? The green one. Or the previous one, one. The green one was an eighty seven. That was a kooky. And then the one before that was mm-hmm. an eighty six. Another kooky. And then the one before that was in 85 how many how many hachis have you had this is my fourth one why did you wait so long between the third and the fourth um life happened right you know um i think the i like figuring out who i was right or who who i was trying to be aspirations right like you while you had you know your passion in cars you know you're trying to figure out how to contextualize like your life is it going to, you know, be defined with that in conjunction, or is that something that's going to be like separate from a different professional path? You know, um, so for me at the time, I was pursuing photography pretty hard, and um, yeah, when I sold my last one, that was an investment into my photography gear, my lighting, my strobes, like lenses, some you know stuff like that to really jump into the digital world because before that it was film based, and it was like yeah. So, so it took a while. And then luckily for me, like I was able to really like, like do really fun projects and, and, and develop my career professionally in photography. So the more and more I was doing better, the further and further I kind of kept, was kept away from like being able to obtain a car. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It was just I one of those. So, so life, yeah. you know? Right. Okay. So what year was, uh, was the third one the one Maggie crashed? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Which one was yes, that one? Yes, yes, that was okay. the third one. So, mm-hmm. what year was that? Man, um, I'm gonna say like oh five, oh six, oh five, oh six. Did you meet me with it? Okay. With eleven, or did you meet me without the eleven? No, I never saw you with a car. Okay, so then it's probably oh. You didn't have a license five. when I met you. <laughs> yeah, I was driving without a license even before okay. you met me. Like. I had a, a lot of uh, <laughs> issues with police and and the court system. So I had a suspended yeah, license yeah. and I was like, well, as long as I drive like I stole it and like, you know, then I shouldn't get pulled over. But I got pulled over all the time. So it further deferred. Yeah. I like that logic. Yeah. It, I mean, it's you know, driving like I stole it, meaning like 
I know when people think drive like you stole, you mean just like just whip that shit around, whatever. But I was like, yeah, just, just 10 and quiet. 2, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, to not get caught up, but yeah, yeah it's like seatbelt on, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Turn the radio down, you know, recline <laughs> it back up a little bit, you know, turn the half forward, maybe. I know, know how that yeah. goes. Oh, yeah, you know, as, as Mr. Dave Chappelle Anything. said, nobody wants to get beat up to a soundtrack, you know, you turn yep. that radio down, yep. That's very true. That's very true. I'd rather hear, yeah, like the bludgeoning in the silence, you know what I mean? It's way more cinematic that way. Yeah, that's true. But to be fair, since we're Asian, I've gotten pulled over plenty of times, and there's been plenty of times I should have gotten my ass beat, but because I'm Asian, they just wouldn't do it because they just know they can't get get away with it. Yeah, well, they're probably just afraid of the kung flu, you know. or the karate or whatever i don't know i think it's different you know i think like cops in different places are also you know i mean if we're gonna tangent for a second like when i moved here cops are way shittier to me than when i was in the suburbs or when i was in the city in chicago here there's just like it's honestly it's like as much as it's liberal it's still like hillbilly mentality so like i've had knees on my necks you know what i mean over not stopping you know what i mean quick enough you know like so it's it's an unfortunate circumstance of not being white in America. Yeah, yeah. Where are yeah. you now? I'm in Madison, Wisconsin now. Ah, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. It's, so, it's the, it's like the Republican version. Ah, it's not even the Republican. It's the, it's just like Michigan, but just on the other side of the lake. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where yeah. it's like, it's predominantly red with like blue pockets. Just yeah. two. It's just Milwaukee and Madison. That's it. The rest of the state is you know like banjos and what is that movie? And... You know. Uh, deliverance is is how I I like to describe the rest of Wisconsin. If you've ever seen that movie, yeah. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna put this out there for for the listeners. Like you know, there's no judgment on my part. We're just saying politically <laughs> speaking that the map is largely red with well, yeah. pockets of blue. Okay, it's it's very true. You know, it's not to say so that there can't us. be individuals in those like you know pockets of red that are liberal it doesn't or even mean that they're, they're, they're bad people right they just politically align that way yeah i think some of them are bad yeah all, all yeah, i know is that for sure all, all i know is that last time i was in madison i was uh tear gassed from the rooftops yeah that's uh how they welcome you yeah that i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put it that that's that's it. Yeah. Was <laughs> it Halloween? Last time I was there. I, it was, was it Halloween? Yeah. So then they also just give you more <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were all on State Street, yeah. yep. and they started blocking the street off. And yep. there's a guy up on the rooftop just spraying pepper spray yep. all over the place like it's a fucking fire hose. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, was... in a way, if it's Halloween and it's Madison and it's State Street, um, not it... not to blame the victim, but also at the same time, you it... were asking for oh, it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I actually want to thank the police department of Madison so, for making it so memorable because it's been like 10 years and I still yeah, think yeah. about yep, it. Yep. It's like that legend led Halloween in Madison. You know? yeah, thank so, you. So Shout the, out the to the red Madison mist PD. coming down, burning. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah no. sure. All right, so um, you were asking about um, the beginnings, and yep. basically, Hold I think on. I might have it better refined since I rambled while you were gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but how it began was, uh, I met up with Josh and John Ams in like the suburbs, right? And we, you know, he had an Integrity bar. John Ams, I knew just through another mutual friend at work when I used to work at the Rose uh, store over in Deer Park Mall, I think. Mm. 
and um you know we just, i remember that so so okay so then i was still i was at the time at the time okay okay so uh, uh you know we just kind of met up and then that's when i was kind of introduced to like the car scene in the suburbs because um in the city it was just like me and puerto ricans right because hmm. i was into corollas and that was just how it was but then i ended up <laughs> moving to the suburbs and you know it was it was me going to the city periodically or going to your incinerator or these races on Ogden and 103rd or whatever. But then once I ended up getting a job at the bow store in the suburbs, I ended up uh, uh, meeting up with John Ams through an acquaintance. And then I ended up meeting Josh um, um, just around the way, just because it was like the only type R Integra out there. And I'm like, yeah. I got to go talk to this fool because I love this car and I still do. Yep. And then through that, we kind of organically just became friends through this mutual interest and love of cars, you know? Um, it wasn't even like drifting centric at that point. It was just very much just cool. Like I fuck with you, we get along, we can crack jokes, you know, and you like cars. So perfect, you know, we're early twenties. I think Josh at the time just got out of high school. John Ams, I think just came back from Iowa State. Oh, yes. Um, I think this was oh one, yeah, oh two oh one, yeah. And he was working at a car. John Adams was working at like a car rental place, and uh, basically, yeah, we ended up just kicking it, and then found ourselves in like you know parking lots per usual, and um, yeah. Yeah. And that was just kind of really like the original venue, whether it be the Yaohan, now known as Mitsua, those parking lots, or whether it be, you know, like McDonald's or Starbucks or bubble tea, right? It doesn't even matter, right? But eventually it kind of got to this point while while doing that, we found, um, we got caught in the net of the larger gatherings, which would be like the, the Hooters parking lot at Woodfield, Streets of Woodfield, right? Um, the Starbucks Streets, area. Yeah. Yep. And then it would be Barrington and Irving, uh, where there was like the McDonald's over there at the time. And then there was like a Jewel Osco in the back. I think it's like redeveloped now, so it looks slightly different. But kind of like hitting those larger spots in the suburbs, like gave me access to like meeting like people from like A-Spec Tuning back in the day. I don't even know if they're still around anymore, you know? And then you find mm -hmm. like, guys like uh like nico the greek dude you know what i mean yeah. with the s2000 and then you'll meet like you know guys from like fox valley who are probably hope like florida country-ish but then they're really into imports so now they have to learn how to like talk to asian people right um so um, i think it was like i mean but i say this not in like a way to like be defamatory but in a way where i think it's fascinating that um people that have not that would not have interacted with each other kind of found so, a way to have to communicate with each other through yeah. this like common ground right I, yeah well the thing with chicago though is like i think largely because like with the start with uh drag racing like in the early 2000s mm. and like because there's only so many spots um and then everyone just ended up meeting up like everyone just kind of like fucked with each other so like it didn't matter like what kind of car you had or like where you're from like everyone right. was just like oh you have a cool car like if you're a cool dude like yeah like i'll fuck with you keep it down down there <laughs> go to your room <laughs> eat your vegetables parker parker what are you doing oh you need orange juice i'll be right back i'm gonna get okay. him some orange juice so we'll take a quick break but yeah it's sort of going back to Madison, it's funny yeah. because that day that we got pepper sprayed, 
that's the day that I got I got my license suspended too. <laughs> so in this state, <laughs> no, it was it was oh, okay, Illinois. Okay. Oh, God. I, I too had a uh, too many run-ins with the cops that was un that just went unnoticed by the courts. Yeah. So mm, by the time, so yeah, unnoticed. So like, I got two tickets in one one month, and they were like, "Okay, uh, you gotta be summoned." And they're like, "Looking at your record, you were not." We should give you three months, but it's gonna give you a year because you fell through the cracks and you should have been suspended a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's how they do. License is suspended. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Have Have you had your? Yeah, license I was fucking... No, man, I live like a straight arrow. I never had my license suspended. I've only, I've had a couple tickets, but yeah, like maybe three. Yeah, you look like the type. You look like the type. <laughs> well, I got him, man. I know, cause like. Well, now if I get my license suspended, like I'll be out of a job. So, well, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I guess, yeah, it's like a delivery driver, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. I get that. Just, just go on the proving grounds. You know, you don't need a license for that. To sign a I waiver. Guess, how do I get there? <laughs> I mean, you don't Uber. Have yeah, Uber. <laughs> Uber to Secret Ford uh, proving ground, please. For real. Yeah, but I gotta take the vehicles from one place to the other. Because I mean, like, like, you got to understand, like Ford is not like a, the proving grounds. It's not like Chrysler, where like it's all self-contained. Yeah. Ford owns like half of Dearborn, so like sometimes I have to drive between buildings, like half, I mean, like halfway mm, across town. You, you'll just have to explain yeah. this to your manager. You know? She's like, dressed like RoboCop. <laughs> I don't know how it works out there. <laughs> you get the helmet Dude, I might on. get a pass then. I might get a pass then. <laughs> to protect and serve. <clears throat> yeah. So, <laughs> anyways. Sorry. I don't even know how close uh, you were born. And we're, and we're back. <laughs> no, it's, it's, the it's, booze it's, it's, is still like out for delivery. City. I think the driver just cracked it open. Oh, uh, it, should, it should be there. It says it's still out for delivery. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's all right. Anyways. And we're back. Are, are you editing all this? Yeah, I'll be editing. Oh, good just, luck. <laughs> I know. Okay, so to pick up where we left off is editing. Yeah, and we're back. So, so Phil, well, welcome so, to Spirit Build. So eventually, yeah, welcome back. Eventually, um, it got to the point where we're tired. We were jumping around parking lot to parking lot, essentially. You know, like Friday nights, Saturday nights, and cops. You know, always there, just you know, tired of just getting harassed by the pigs. But at the same time, understanding like you know, that's what they got to do because they're in the suburbs and there's no real crime. So, um. Instead of playing that whole cat and mouse game, it was a couple uh, a discussion amongst like the close core of, of like, all right, well, we love cars. This is some calamity or shit that we just it's annoying, you know. So what do we do? Like, how do we how do we still continue this, but without being harassed? Right. And so, you know, this idea of like uh, like autocrossing and sanctioned events. Right. Those things kind of like were the ideas were thrown out in in, in like passing discussion. And eventually got to the point where uh, we started to get real serious about it because those conversations occurred in more frequency. So one particular night, it was either a Friday or Saturday, I'm pretty sure, we went to the streets of Whitfield where there's a Starbucks and they used to have this small room for like meetings and with like a little red curtain. And we ended up renting that out. And it was like me, Josh, John Ams, and like maybe like 10 other people, I think. And we were just sitting in there and we're just trying to really figure out, all right, like, what does this mean to do something legitimate? Like, how do, how, how would it look for us to be able to do what we want to do? And it was like a real, it, we just threw up all of our ideas and it was a hot mess, right? Because some people, 
you know, or the faction of like car shows, you know what I mean? Some people, you know, wanted to, you know, be like in magazines, some people, you know what I mean? They were, everyone was come, they all love cars. We all love cars, but it was just, everyone wanted different things with it. And eventually just kind of like reduced down to essentially like, like driving was like the thing that really stuck with me and with Josh and with John Ams and a lot of the people that we still have around in our community today. Um, but that meeting really just ended up with um, the, the, the focus on the marketing aspect of it. We know we wanted a name, right? We wanted an identity. And so right. Rowdy Rowdy Racing was birthed, R3. And nothing really came of that, but it's definitely, you know, if you end up talking to Josh or John Ams, like they will tell you the same thing. And it was just this name that we kind of like carried through, right? And it became almost like a call and response type of thing where when we we're out, we would just, you know, R3, oh yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> even though what the hell was that? We weren't doing anything with it. So if, at, at yeah. the best, it was just referencing that time that we talked about it and came up with it, right? Um, but again, like now looking <laughs> back on it today, you know, it was still like, to me, that was like a signifier of like, you know, even wanting to identify each other with that like idea was needing a sense of a, a, a focused community, right? With cars. Right. And so um, this is the part that is kind of fuzzy for me. I don't recall how I met Rob, to be honest, but I remember all the details once we met. So, but I do recall that meeting Rob, he was in a Miata and I wanted to pull him in, you know, to this R3 meeting, right? Cause he seemed pretty serious and like pretty nerdy. And, um, and, but, but he was also shy, you know? So I was trying to pull him in like, Hey, like you should come meet Josh, you should come meet John Ams. Like, it'll be dope. We've been having these meetings. Like, let's figure this out. It seems like, you know, you are kind of right here with us. Um, but he was really coy and shy. Like, you know, I'm just cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, maybe we can hit me up later. You know, that's my Rob impression. You know, because all the protein shakes that he <laughs> has. You know, like yeah, it, it messes up the vocal cords. Yeah, yeah earthworm Jim. Like his shoulders was this big, but his head was like my finger. You know what I mean? Just six sitting here. Mad reps, bro. <clears throat> Anyhow. Um, so, you know, it, what it happened, so how it kind of started in that way was I would end up hanging out with John and Josh and them, or sometimes we wouldn't hang out, but anytime I would not be hanging out with them, I'd hit up Rob. He was like my side piece, I guess. <laughs> and I would see what was up with him and he'd be down to hang out and he'd like, he, I think he felt more comfortable just like one-on-one, -on -one, you know, which yeah. I appreciate, right? He was, he was, a, cause I come to find out that he was more focused than I was or that the group was, right? At that time, I didn't see it that way, but now understanding why he wanted that one-on-one -on -one was to, to really try to refine, um, you know, like who I was and how we would possibly potentially build something. And so it started off with us just cruising around, hitting up different spots. We both had like an orange cone in our trunk and we would just find an empty parking lot, put it down, do donuts and figure eights, and then put it back in our trunk and go to the next spot. And then, you know, conversations were had in between, right? Um, but eventually we got to the point where um, the detail of this maybe can get filled in by like Simba or Rob, but we ended up on some kind of forum that I can't recall. I wasn't huge on the internet even then and even now, I guess, but um, we ended up having a group coming together at our friend um, Tim Holly, who uh, was in the early stages of us beginning and his dad owned like a glass shop in the south side 
and it's like this like this irish south sider type of dude you know super sweet guy and i think he was just graduating high school but he was the internet was was kind of given access to us in our early 20s and he was really welcoming in terms of opening the doors to his dad's shop we ended up having a meeting there one night and all of a sudden that's when i met simba that's when i met stuntman dave aka trapper dave uh, who's out in iowa uh i met tf dave who didn't have togi factory at the time and he was just selling stolen parts not stolen uh, excuse me parts out of the back of his forerunner um you know that's that's kind of when all the people that I, uh, keith i believe yeah all the people no maybe keith wasn't there because i was in minnesota but all the people that we kind of still are in touch with today and are still involved in drifting like really kind of was birthed there at least in the midwest right and the meeting was kind of weird i don't even remember how it went i think rob and i had talking points but we just went freestyle with it anyway and um we you know we're trying to talk about like hey who's serious about this picture that rob sent me uh which picture the meat uh the one where we're playing garage band in simba's house no, the one with the Sil 80, the Miata. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That was just, I mean, like, it was that crew. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brian was there. Crab was there, Crab too. was there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was just, like, like probably just us hanging out after that meeting. You know, that wasn't that, because it was at night. But, yeah. And then um, from that Got point, it. Okay. it was just, you know, okay. still unsure of what to do. But for me, I was on path to move here to, to Madison to go to school um, and to also get away from trouble that I was getting in in Chicago. Um, so it was really twofold, uh, getting away from bad influences and cops and then also thinking about maybe I should just get an education since I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, and so what had happened was Club FR essentially was birthed when Rob and I would meet halfway. So he would be in like Hanover Park, I'm in Madison, and we'd find like a diner somewhere near Kenosha-ish, um, like at a, at a rest stop. And we would just sit down and talk for hours, you know, like over like breakfast food and coffee. And then he introduced the idea like, hey, like I already have a name in mind, Club FR, you know, FR being the designation. I'm like, oh, in my mind, I was like, oh my God, that's probably great branding. More, people take us more seriously than rowdy, rowdy racing, right? So I'm like, <laughs> cool. But on the outside, you know, I played it cool because, you know, R3 was like our baby. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'll think about it. But inside, I was like, oh God, that's a lot better than R3. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then the, the name was birthed. And then from there, we started talking about incorporating and he filed all the paperwork. And then, you know, we got the partnerships and the signatures and he would mail it back and forth. And then the first event essentially happened, I think, what, like St. Cloud. Uh, and that's when Keith comes into the mix later on. Sorry, I'm rambling. Edit, edit. Oh, I heard, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Go on, go on. Um, I heard that the package is here. So do you want to pause for a minute? Yeah, yeah, let's take a break. Okay, cool. I'll go get it. I'll be right back. Okay. All right, let me open this up. Yeah. So if you open it up, they're like little individual samples that are labeled. So just have a, if you have a glass. Cool. Oh, are you, do you guys have the same, are we drinking the same stuff together or how is this yeah. going? Yeah, we're going to drink the same yep. stuff because I sent you guys the same samples. <clears throat> so just open up. We, the first one you have is like Hibiki. Harmony, oh, nice. You told me you like the Japanese harmony. Yes, yes. That's the focus. Yeah, so. We have Hibiki Japanese Harmony. Another one. Harmony or Harmony? 
Harmony. Yeah, Harmony. 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 Japanese Harmony. Japanese Harmony. The next one is Nika Whiskey's uh, Taketsuru Pure Malt. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, you have it? Okay. I'm out, I mean, I I'm out of it. I'm uh, out of it, is, is what I was trying to say. Gotcha. That's one of my favorites, to be honest. And then the other one is this. I don't know if you guys have tried it. I don't know if you guys like Irish whiskey, but it's Jameson, Jameson? Caskmates. Uh. So it's, uh, you know, Revolution Brewing in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. They uh, age it in Revolutions, like uh, Oh, IPA. the barrels? Really oh, nice. IPAs. Very cool. So is it like peatier? So it's actually uh, more like IPA. It's more hoppy. Oh, it's hoppier. It actually yeah. translates. It's citrus. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. How, how, so, how strong is it? Uh, 80 proof, I think. Oh, it's only 80? Yeah, it's 80 proof. I think they're all 80 proof. They, they I, I guess I got thrown off by the, the whole name of castmates. Uh, it's just aged in there. Yeah. 86 proof. So the Japanese ones are 86 proof and the JMO is 80 proof. So which one do you guys want to start with? Uh, don't know. Oh, let me uh, I can finish off the um, <laughs> the Korean Ajashi uh, whiskey. Hold on, All right. take your time. Oh, oh, these look so like fancy. Yeah, which one are you gonna start with? Uh, okay, so we got cast mace. Oh, they're nice and cold. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I got mine yesterday, it was like ice cold. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be nice. It's gonna truck. Yeah, Japanese harmony. Okay, and then yeah, Suro. Mm. Let's start off. Um, I don't know. What, what? Okay, so when you guys go out, do you like to end with the bang or start with the bang? I usually start, and then I end up falling asleep at some point in the night and then getting a second wind. Okay, so. So that Doesn't didn't know. answer the question. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, I'll start with the bang. Let's start with uh, the pure malt then. All right. I've been looking for this for a while. And man, these Japanese whiskey prices. Yeah. It's been pretty crazy. Yeah. I'll, I can get some for you if you need it because uh, yes. it's available in um, Ohio and it's like state controlled. Interesting. And Toledo's only 30 minutes away. So I, could, I usually go there for like some of their harder stuff to find in, okay. in Michigan. Yeah. So that would I be pick some amazing. And, yeah. Well, if you can get me, get me pure malt, pure malt, I'll definitely take a couple bottles of yeah. that. Um, I don't drink okay. that much, but man, something like this. Oh. Well, thank you, Earl smell it right now just yeah no problem right now we're just nosing the whiskey so if you want to follow along phil right now you just pour it in and then mm -hmm. just like take a sniff so i smell i don't know just malt and like the typical like malt scotch like mm -hmm. low key smell mm -hmm. i don't know how to describe it because like i'm not like an expert in like scotch or like with like japanese whiskeys but whatever i mean there's a sweetness to it I yeah, don't like I don't like peatiness, but honestly, yeah. the single the, the, this pure malt I can definitely mess with because yeah. I like the way it burns. <clears throat> is the pure malt peaty? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Not like you know, like mezcals or mm. like like Highlanders yeah, or whatever. There's just like that hint of smokiness, like yeah, that, um, yeah, that on that undertone. Yeah, yeah, and it's like sweet. It's like yeah, peaty. it is. I, I it's. 
like this and Harmony and even Yamazaki is like very they all have like Pete in it. Yes. Know? Yes. Because they they they've definitely modeled themselves after a scotch. The scotch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they they do it in a very subtle way. It's never in your face. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I like Japanese whiskey. Yeah. It's very subtle. Do Koreans make any whiskey? Or not yet? No, they, uh, not really. But I, I always had the idea that, like, uh, why don't people use, like, like traditional soju and then use it, like, with the rice instead of, like, uh, koguma with, like, a uh, sweet potato? Like tapioca. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So make it with rice so it's technically grain. And then you could age it and then technically call it whiskey. Yeah. By law. Mm. And, and oh, a lot of yeah. Ja- there are a lot of Japanese whiskeys that yeah. come out. There's a, that, there's a few, like, o- Ohishi uh, yeah. is one of them. Yeah. Like, when you see a Japanese whiskey on the shelf and it's like 25 years and it's just sitting there, you know, that's not, that's not like, like Yamazaki. You know, it, it's yeah. gotta be something, there's something else like that made it to be that. You know, yeah. 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 Right. I mean, yeah, I feel, you know, I haven't, like I was telling Earl when he was asking uh, about what I drink, I used to drink a lot of Yamazaki and then going, but I haven't had a drink in a long time. Um, and then I started looking back into it again. I didn't realize like how the, the market values have just, you know, yeah. like Yamazaki, what is it? The There's the, the 18 and 25, 18, 25. Well, even wow. before that, that was like an 11 12, or 12, yeah. 12, 12. Yeah. The twelve was like forty-ish bucks yeah. at Vinnie's, yeah. but now I'm like eighty dollars. No, it's 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 one. It's like one hundred and twenty now. One hundred twenty. Yeah. So like what? So what? What's going on? Are they not producing as much right now? Because I know that they're casting obviously in advance, but is the right. production falling because of sickness or what's no, going it's, on? It's it's exactly like uh, trying to buy vintage cars. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're controlling it. You're controlling the supply to to, to high. Well, they price. they expand production every year, but the right. demand just outpaces the supply. Every oh year. damn! Okay, so it's not like on the capitalist end; it's truly no, the, the consumer market, end. The entire market has just gone up. Yeah. Like wow, the, the, everything has just shifted. <clears throat> wow, and, and, and whiskey—it just takes you know like twelve years, right? Of course, of course. So like, it's a very slow process to begin yeah. with to adapt to like new demands. So there's sure. always like gaps where yeah, 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 yeah. There's like extreme demand but there just isn't enough whiskey to go around which so is, is yeah so does that birth like the idea of blending then you know what i mean in more modern no, day no, or is that not, more about <clears throat> is it more about uh, uh accessibility so one like people the consumers want higher quality stuff so they want like single barrel like with like mm-hmm. age statements so because for a while just to meet up with demand like uh, distillers got rid of the age statements mm-hmm. just to keep up with demand Mm. But like um, they started expanding and now like the market it's like maturing a little bit so now they're bringing back age statements but the demand is growing again mm. so like just the entire everything has just gotten more expensive just like mm. with like trying to find an fd or a corolla no yeah for sure i mean i guess it's i i guess it makes sense when i connect them but it was the challenge of connecting them as similar was the, the oh, thing because yeah. i figured like corollas and fds as if you will they're no longer in production right so as the years go by and as popularity of it like resurfaces right then you have less to choose from so you have the supply and demand but then i thought with like whiskey it's like your market is so vast and especially in these days where everyone is there you know like in in the um what do you call it contractor market everyone's self-employed etc right everyone's casting their own stuff the internet youtube is like giving you information on how to do it so i thought 
the demand and the market would so expand that it would be way more competitive that the prices uh, would it, not jump up. But it's just it's just a lag time that it takes to like make whiskey because it takes at least four years to be called straight whiskey. Mm. So you're talking about a four year lag time on the on supply side. Mm. So like that every year the demand keeps going up, but the supply just can't keep up. That's so crazy. you'd have to think you'd have to try to plan eight years in advance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. really hard to project, and it's a lot of it's capital intensive. Yeah, it's it's fascinating for me to think about this that I enjoy for the sake of like social and for flavor and for like the, the art of it, right? The craft right. of it to think of it as a commodity. Yeah, you know yeah. that people are like you know forecasting that oh in blah 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 many years and according to this formula, you know what I mean? Like it's just I mean. I'm not criticizing that that it's a bad thing, but for me, it just kind of shits on the beauty of it. But at the same yeah. time, like I also appreciate the nerds that can see that what I was enjoying at forty dollars a bottle was yeah. going to be worth one hundred and twenty ten years later. You know, yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to um, I guess figure out because it's just like cars. It's like yes, I could buy this and then hold on to it and flip it, but at the same time, I'm just like. I'd rather enjoy it for myself or let someone else that can enjoy it just have it. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I don't need to like go after this. Like, yeah. Um, whiskey on the other hand, um, it's a much less personal market. It's also a much more, um, market filled with a lot more friction because it's controlled by each state. So each state has different Mm. liquor laws. So, Mm. The pricing is different from state to state. The allocation yeah. is different from state to state. Plus, because it's a bottle, it's easier to ship than, say, car parts. Yeah. And the margins are equal. So yeah. it's just yeah. like, like, if you're going to flip anything, like, whiskey is kind of impersonal. Like, yeah. I only enjoy whiskey when I share it with someone in context, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, like, I can enjoy, like, the best whiskey in the world, but it's like, all right, like, great. Now what? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I mean, uh, but... I guess you could make the same argument with cars, right? Like, there are, what's the point of building up something that you can have fun driving it if you're just doing it by yourself, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. So what I realized is like with like listening to all these other podcasts and, um, and like talking to all these other car guys like recently, it's just like the reason why we all stick with cars isn't because of the car. Like, it's because of the people. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, we got into it because we enjoy cars, but like, no doubt. St- stay around for the people. No like, doubt. Kind of far. Like you guys are still kicking around. Like no I was still texting you, like right? Like 10 years yeah. out of the blue. Like, yeah, which is so super dope. Yeah. I didn't have a car for like 11 years and I was still you know, like within it, right? And, yeah. and it had everything to do with the people and my relationships with them, you know? Right. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, during this pandemic, like not to say that it was unappreciative prior, but it really helped me hyper focus like the things that uh, I may or may not have taken for granted, you know? And, and, you know, I'm also standing within like recognizing like the privileges that I have of like, I'm not, you know, struggling to find food, right. But at the same time, I've also within that I get to cultivate like, subcultural, like, you know, communities where I can grow as an individual, meet other people that I wouldn't have met, you know, discover things about other people that I would have no idea of how to even be introduced to that because of this, like, like, I feel very fortunate that my life unintentionally has brought me to spaces of learning so much more than I had intended to, you know? Right. And then of course, like, you know, get to burn rubber and act like a kid, you know, behind the wheel. That's also like a great incentive too, you know? 
So, so let's get let's get to that because that's my next topic. I wanted to circle back to the Corolla. Mm-hmm. So, we won't talk about the third Corolla because uh, I know that that's kind of a sore subject. I don't mind it, but I'm oh. also feeling bad about it because you yeah. introduced it as like. So was that the one that Maggie crashed? Okay, like, so like, I feel fine. Bad do you want do you want to do you want to clear it up? Because like like you can clear up the story better than I can. I just nothing to clear up. It was just it happened. But I, if anything, I feel well. Explain what happened. So she dropped me off at work. She took my car. She was heading to Simba's. Wasn't paying attention. Rear-ended somebody, you know, and essentially that. And I mean, I could flower it up with like, you know, I, I imported these 11 parts that weren't available. I had to import this hood. It came dented. Like the whole like process of constructing it was a pain in the ass. And it was a daunting task because there was only like two other 11s in the U.S. that I knew of at the time. And I was really, you know, like hungry to like to be the next one, you know, and I wanted that 11 to exist. Right. I mean, that's how I wanted to like kind of make my statement in terms of like how much I love this car. Um, so yes, that context obviously is important to frame the pain that was felt when it was crashed. But I think too often when people talk about this third one, it's always framed as like, oh, that person, she just no, ruined so, it, right? And I, so I, I don't, I, you know me, like I know Maggie, you know, and uh, I love you, Maggie. Yeah, and I'm not putting that on you. She, she probably does. I'm not putting that on yeah, you. Exactly. I'm saying that more as like a whole, right? Like. Because I know, I know that you know too, but I'm saying this more as like uh, for others that hear it through the grapevine, they only know it as I, far as that, you know? I was just going to say though, like, I think, because how old were you when that happened? Like 24, 25? Yeah. So like um, when you're in your early to mid twenties, it's a much different context, right? Because like yeah. you're, the number of zeros in your bank account is just one. <laughs> usually maybe maybe two if you're lucky yeah, right for real so in context like that accident is it's a very costly error right for sure but now sure. like you're like what how old are you now like 40 about to be you getting to 40 yeah, yeah. in may i'll be 40 39 yeah dude yeah see and i'm like well, i want to be 37 you know asian don't raise though black don't cry exactly. and asian don't raise him bro i'm just saying it- it's that k so- beauty sons <laughs> Just, just for those uh, who might be listening, Phil is just putting his face in, in the camera, and just we're just talking. Oh, about how oh okay. our skin I guess it's an audio component too. in our late late thirties, <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. it's it's a podcast. Yeah, so, but you know, uh, but, but, but the yeah. double edged sword of that is that uh, you know I may anyways. look like I'm in my thirties for a minute, but then once I hit like a certain age, I'm gonna look like I'm 102 and be living in the mountains. So you know, <laughs> yeah, our, our spines are gonna like slowly like just like compress. Yes. Like dinosaurs. I think about that dude from uh, uh, Kill Bill Anyways. living in the mountain. You know, that's like me in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like this now. All of a sudden, I'm yeah, just ricking yeah, in all of the fucking cane that I whittled. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, we're so out of time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and anyways, back back to the Corolla. I was just meant yes. like that in context. Like, yeah, it's a big deal then, but like now, it's like whatever, right? Like. Yeah, at the time it was like the maybe the third eleven, but now it's just like fuck. Like, at least I had eleven at one point. Like, it's it's like unaffordable now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the markup is crazy, you know. But also, even like to take another step out of that, it's just like I, I can't I can't remember the like in my life in my childhood where. I didn't hold a car in my hand and think like this is me, right? Like I didn't like. You know, 
going to dinner tables, you know, parties and restaurants, like just pretending like I'm being chased or I'm jumping stuff, right? Like cars and me, like, are just so, it's always been the case, right? The type of movies that I love, fucking Back to the Future, obviously that's iconic in many fronts, but really for me, the entry point was a car. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you think about, what is that? The Wraith with Charlie Sheen, you know, where he's like this like desert ghost dude in his blacked out trans am or whatever the hell it was night rider right like all these things in my childhood and in my memory and even in my current adulthood everything's still i'm drawn to cars in any capacity right so like um i think like it was more of a heartbreak in the sense of like this was something that i poured my heart into we can talk about monetary values and zeros and, and the age and all that context but ultimately i think at any age the heartbreak, the pain in the heart would feel the same, right? Of like that type of energy and sacrifice that goes into this, this thing that you want to see come to life, right? And maybe that might not make it seem better for yeah. her, but, but, but I want to reframe the, the mentality of it, right? It's not about like a, a, a ROI, you know? Yeah. Well, for, for me, I'm just thinking like, now I am older, I have more resources available to me. Um, and I know exactly how I want the car to look now, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was in my mid twenties, I didn't necessarily know exactly how I wanted the car to look. I just had a general idea of like the style I wanted to go yeah, for. For sure. But, but even then, like I didn't have the resources. So like you had to pour in like that, that, that sweat equity as well mm-hmm. as like, like the money on top of it, right? Of course. But now that I'm older, like, I have more resources. I have more patience so I can do it. And I'm not like, like if I lost the car to me at this point, like it wouldn't feel as bad because like I would be smart enough to like, at least as insured, I'll just like get another one and build another one. Like, sure. I lost this specific chassis, but it's just a car at the end of the day and I can just yeah. rebuild it. Yeah. But also I think expensive as they are. Now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think for you to even have that perspective is also like a commentary on like how, you know, it was your car fulfilled a different purpose back then, right? Like a, like the Corolla for me today that I have is way different than what it represented for me 10, 15 years ago, right? 10, 15 years ago, it was an extension of my body. It was an extension of my soul, my creativity, my dreams, you know? Now I get to look at it as, as, as I hate to say it, but I still get to look at it more so as dollars and cents, practicality, you know, what this means, historical context, right? Like I'm more conscious of what this, like these pieces of metals and and bolts mean, but then I could care less, right? About what it's, you know, going to be projected at value, right? It it just mattered to me that I got to be proud sitting in this cockpit behind this car and behind this wheel, or maybe a couple bolts weren't, torque the way that I should have right and and yet I'm still flying down 90 94 at a speed that is probably suspect right like it's that 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 yeah. passion that, that 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 heart and emotion I think that's honestly where I'm trying to make sure that who I am today could also remember who that was before and then bring that together you know um yeah, yeah. but I feel you I feel you I feel you that's what I no, that's what I realized in the last decade, though, is like just being away from cars and like, but like just working on them, like making, like dedicating my professional life to them. It like, it made me like, um, in one way, like learn to hate cars in a way, but at the same time, learn to um, really 
miss and appreciate like what we had like as kids you know yeah like in chicago yeah just like just like running around and just like hanging out with your friends and just doing stupid yeah. shit and like not worrying about what the car is going to be worth or like how much it costs like you just you were passionate about it and you just chased it it didn't because like instagram and facebook didn't matter like or it didn't exist so like likes didn't matter it's just about yep. like finding like-minded people yep no dude e-props e matter back then was that e-props <laughs> e-props e e-props e yeah for real oh my god yeah. i mean yeah i think you know let me ask you this now that you have a son uh or a kid is he interested in cars do you start are you seeing like parts of oh you in god. terms of your love for that going into like his like the things that he's like drawn to he's he's like a, a mini me where i didn't teach him i didn't put him around cars i didn't ask him to be around cars i didn't force it I think other people kind of did based on like knowing me because mm. like I didn't really buy him car toys, but his uh, grandparents did like uh, Amber's parents, mm. but he just gravitates toward, towards them. And like every day he's just playing with them, lining them up, doing the exact same things. That <clears throat> that you I did. see old photos of me doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, I, don't, I don't personally remember what I did as a kid with the cars, but I see the photos of them. Mm. I'm like, Man, this is the exact same stuff that, that I did. So I, I guess it's like genetic or something because like I didn't force it on him. Can you, I mean, yeah. How can you deny that? Right. Like, I mean, I don't yes. even encourage him. Yeah. I think that's cool. I mean, I think, you know, yeah. I think maybe a part of it could be genetics or it could be also like, you know, the type of environment that you are raising him in, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. obviously, I mean, he's you always know, around not it. saying cars, but he can go open the garage and see, you know, I'm not running FD right. and be like, oh, what is this piece of metal that's never running and sitting there all the time, but it has four wheels, right? And now that's imprinted yeah, into his yeah. brain. I mean, as he's like he's just around it and like, uh, like with my friends. Yeah, I mean, because with my friends, they're around it, you know, so like, yeah, um, I think they encourage him. Um, and I encourage it. So which is, I mean, I don't discourage it, but I don't actively encourage it. It's just like, if you want to get in the cars, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're old enough to like consciously say like, dad, can you teach me more? Whether it's about racing or like how cars come together, like great. And then like he's on his way and he'll have like a much better start than I did. Cause yeah. I had to kind of figure it out on my own. Yeah. Same here. Where do you think so, you've got your passion for cars from? Um, it's, I don't know because my parents said like, from the age of two, I was able to name like the cars going down the road by looking at the badges. So I was mm. able to name like the marks of each of each car by the time I was like two. Police car, school bus, CTA. Or was it more no, specific? They're, no, they're like they're like like Chevrolet, like Volkswagen. Like oh, okay, okay, okay. By the time I was like <laughs> two, apparently. So. I, I think a lot of people who are so, like the car enthusiast, right, among us, would share very similar you know like experiences yeah, you know yeah. naming being able to name cars on the road you know playing with you know like hot wheels and whatever you know, like whenever i had a blanket that had like you know like just like check 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 marks mm -hmm. like design, yeah, the racing flag yeah, yeah. they're all roads to me you know like yeah. you know, I'm, I'm running yeah. down that you know, hot wheel down yeah. The road. Like, yeah and yeah I, I feel like it's a very common experience but that's happening isolated incidents around the world you know essentially yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's true i mean i uh, feel like so i didn't grow up in an environment where cars from my parents was just like 
don't break it. It's expensive and it gets you to work and back, right? It was truly utility. And I don't know where I got the message necessarily of like, fuck all that. It's shiny. It's loud. It's fast, right? And I love that. Like, I don't know how that happened, right? But then like I meet someone, let's say like Rob, he grew up where his dad was already like autocrossing. His uncle, you know what I mean, is into cars, got NSX, right? Like they're, they're like a family that really like spends their time and energy on the weekends centralized around participating in auto sports, motorsports, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for him to be who he is today, like totally makes sense. But I'm yeah. super fascinated by like people like me, myself, or for you, or, or even you, you know what I mean? Where it's like, where did this happen? You know? Yeah. So I, I think it has to be, I think, well, everyone naturally just likes cars because it's like a machine, right? Mm-hmm. But so everyone likes cars. They don't always necessarily like the same cars because like some people might like EVs for the environmental reasons and like that's what mm-hmm. speaks to them. And then some people, it might be like a Ferrari, right? Just for like image purposes. Mm-hmm. Some people, it might be like a Lotus just because like purity, right? For engineering, like racing nerd shit. But I have a, like a feeling like everyone just happens to innately like cars. Um, but some people take it a little bit deeper like we do. Yes. Um, and then like, you know, like myself, I took it even deeper still and like made a career out of it. Right. Yeah. So, oh, and how about you? People, so how, what's your relationship people. with, with cars? So I don't, I don't know you very well. So yeah, is, that, you know. that's all right. And how we get to know each other, yeah? Yes. And uh, for me, my parents weren't very, like, car-enthused people either. But yeah. at the same time, my dad was very liberal in letting me try the car out in, like, empty parking lots when I was younger. Mm. So, like, by the time I was 11, I was – I knew how the basic operations of a car. And I, I, I had – like enough sensibility to be able to like go around in, in like specific direction within that parking lot, right? Cool. So I guess that that only but that wasn't the beginning of it, but rather that was more like a, a confirmation that I like I love cars. Mm. Because at like it you know, it, we talked about hot wheels on wheels on blankets, but like you know, like my memory of cars go back to the time that I can't remember anymore. So like in my within my memory i i always liked cars you know mm, mm. but i've given this thought like where it com- like really comes from and it might just be wheels you know for me like i'm, I'm a super I'm a lazy person so like the whole like the whole concept of wheels because i also love like bicycles i love like you know like motorcycles like yeah, yeah. blades whatever like the yeah. fact that it, it it allows me to get somewhere in a most more efficient manner than me walking or running, yeah, and, yeah. but like that, that that is like the core of it. But at the end end of the day, like car is special. You know, it's not like I like other wheeled things over cars. Mm-hmm. So, like there's from like the sound of the car, which mm. we won't have very soon. You know, it'll all be you know it, it already is artificial in many. I, I just yeah. put in my order for a Maki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are, are you convinced by it yourself as, as a as an employee? To be honest, I haven't driven one. Oh, you, you just you just put it down. Just yeah, stop the recording and tell us, and then we can resume the recording. <laughs> no, I swear to God, I haven't driven one. But but I'm gonna go to Groton uh, in May to do a test drive. 
at the track. So oh, nice to do final testing. Final test. Yeah. I'm going to be the old fuddy duddy and say, no matter how well the investments are of simulating sounds are, it just can't be the same. No, it's not. It's not. But at the same time, it's not so bad. The reason why I'm getting it is because I don't have to stress about commuting anymore. Like it'll drive myself. Like it'll drive for me. But see, so I have to drive like 40 miles one way. Yeah. Or like 45 miles. So like, I don't want to think about it. I think it's tough for it's me straight, to. Like, there's nothing fun to do. It's tough for me to identify with that because I'm not in that position where I have to commute that far. But like, I don't know. I almost feel like I'd rather hire a driver hmm. if I don't want to drive is, is, is my feel on it, right? Like this is not about my economic access or ability. It's just more about of my relationship to what it is to be in a car you know if i could afford it i would right right and but this, this, yeah. i don't know it's uh... but but at the same yeah time, but i mean i still go i still have the subaru i still have the two subarus and i still have the fc so it's not like i'm getting rid of it it's like yeah it's like a commuter if anything it makes up for the fact that how much you're how much driving those is going to be made yeah. up for the fact exactly that you're <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Well, like, I, yeah i i think for me like i could never give up like the cars that we have now right mm. but i could i could have like electric car or like autonomous car like alongside it that it coexists because you know of the sheer convenience of it too yes mm. not every trip out of the garage has to be you know like it's just that that thumping like exhaust sound and then there yes. are there are places for that and for me like if yes. i just hope that our relationship with the internal combustion engine cars i guess you know, could be prolonged as much as possible. It doesn't have to mm. be the mainstream, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but just do let us have it, you know? Like, yeah, 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 for sure. Right. It, I agree. I agree. Like, I fantasize about, when I see Teslas, I don't fantasize about it as like, oh, you know, it's like a faster car because it's motor-driven and mm-hmm. torque and all that. I think of it as like, man, like, that'd be cool to like not have to like put mileage on the car that I love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To do these utility things and then truly have it like be like, all right, when it's no longer about utility, I could really just fully wild out, get that, you know, race gas or whatever, right? Yeah. Just have fun with it, right? Yeah. I get that. You know, I actually heard not too long ago that Porsche is developing synthetic fuel like, hmm. just in right. case like the petrol industry itself goes to like, because I'm sure there's like a breaking point of the mm-hmm. entire industry where if they don't produce an X amount, the, the whole structure, the infrastructure can't support this stuff anymore. Yes. So Porsche is developing synthetic fuel so that they could provide it to their customers yeah, to pro- ensure that their cars will be on the road. And I was like, I'm convinced. Like I want, I want one yeah. like, going forth. Like sounds dope. That's yeah. why, that's why you pay for, that's what, uh, why Porsches are so expensive. Is because they still make every single fucking part mm. ever. Yeah. So every single part that Porsche's ever made is still available for purchase. That's why they have like such a high like number like uh, 911 still on the road. I think that's so dope. I mean, I think that's a beautiful like ideology. Yeah. You know, it, it, whether it's greed that comes in the mix that kind of like you know ends up like you know like shiving some people in the end, but ultimately I like the ideology of like you know this is our name is on here and as long as our name is on here i want to make sure that if anyone that owns it can always still enjoy it as much as possible yeah 
Yeah, I I, 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 was, I, I agree. I'm so at the same time, like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I I agree, but at the same time with um with uh shoot, what was I gonna say with with Porsche is like because uh, they do such low volumes. That's why they've they've like went under. That's why they almost went under a couple times, and Volkswagen ended up buying them out, right? So like, mm. we can all say like we we want to do this out of the goodness of our heart and like we don't really care for profit but at the same time if you don't adjust that business model like you're you're gonna go under and you oh, eventually yeah. can't support uh that industry right sure. it's, so it's like, a business to be willing to understand yeah. like yeah the price sucks but yeah if you want the service to exist like yeah. there's a certain price you have to be willing to pay yeah. and uh, again, anyways I, should I, we move I, on yeah. to the next whiskey yeah 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 me too if I had the money, I'd pay it. What do you guys want to drink now? It's up to you. You call it next. Uh, no, hold on. You, you, you yeah, go. Yeah, you call it. Oh, and just, I, guess, I guess, do we want to compare the two Japanese whiskeys? Yeah, yeah. Or do, do we want to, like, have, like, more, like, impactful, like, no, differences? Let's do the Japanese. Let's, let's, end, let's end with the cast mix. Okay. With Irish. Okay. So, Hibiki? Yep. Harmony. Mm-hmm. Harmony. Dude, I can't believe Simba started drinking. What the fuck? I've been gone for so long. Yeah. Well, you know, people grow up. That's true. Thank God. I'm gonna try to Hello. get Mikey. Yeah. Who to drink? Come uh, 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 Mikey, first speed. Mikey. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he doesn't drink. I forget. Yeah. Caramelly. Oh, oh, who? Mikey, I don't Ilya. think he does. Oh, Ilya, no, I don't think Ilya. he does. I think like like celebratory, like I'll have a sip or whatever. But I think he's pretty like clean with that. All right, cool. Oh, well, I respect that though. I respect that. Yeah, it's fine. I, I don't judge people who don't drink. Yeah, me either. I judge people that drink a lot though. This smells like sweeter, like more darker, like brown sugar and like, like less caramelly. Yeah. yeah, I I like smell a lot of like acetone. <laughs> Like nail polish remover. Are you sure you're not smelling the Jameson? I might have mislabeled it. Smell the other one. I mean, it smells sweeter. Let me smell the Jameson. Say, so, I mean Jameson. I, I I would imagine it would just be, it would I burn more. I can't yeah. really tell. Yeah, you can't really get through. The Jameson just tastes like IPA, and I'm not a oh, big really? fan of IPAs, so it's like a little hard for me to drink. I, I I'm, I'm not sure if this is mislabeled that now because okay. When you say it, it, it should smell like IPA, oh no, I do smell the I, I do smell the acetone. I do I see what you're talking about. Okay, it's just like that oh, very no. like. Hibiki tastes. It's like um. It's peaty as well. No, it I tastes think it's fine. Peatier. Yeah, it tastes fine. I think this is peatier yeah. than the pure malt. It smells sweeter, but it. I would agree. It's smokier. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna try it with a little bit of water. Yeah. I, I have no idea. It, it's I don't taste the peat. <laughs> I imagine I the Jameson would burn more. I, I'm actually gonna hotter go, and sweeter. I'm actually gonna go grab another glass so that I could yeah. both okay. to see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dude, this hibiki is fire, man. I I got this as a birthday gift a couple years ago. I was like, yo. I didn't realize that I could actually drink something a bit peatier. Cause, cause when I first smelled okay. it, I was like, mm, thank you, you know, and like yeah, I know yeah. how much this costs and everything, but I didn't open it for like a year. And then I did. I was like, holy shit, this is 
I don't know, man. This... Yeah, also, when you after you open it, like it, it um, it's like it uh, interacts with the air, right? Mm. So it changes like the the flavor of the whiskey. So usually, mm. after you let it rest for about like a week or so, then it, like from, it finally... from a pour or from the bottle. As soon as you open it, no, like the bottle itself. Oh, okay. Because you break that uh, vacuum back. Mm. So like uh, about like a week after, you can change like you'll be able to detect like some of the differences. Gotcha. I mean, I, I, yeah. Nika, I didn't realize how good it was because mm-hmm. I was on the Yamazaki train. And uh, oh, did I tell you about the time that I went when we were in Japan? I went to this like a uh, whiskey Bible, whiskey library is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we should do a Japan trip and do that actually. Dude, I want to. No, oh. they even have better at bourbon, they have better American whiskey in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. They they curate not just their own. They curate everything, everything. right? Yeah. And then when they give you flights, it's not like just like like it's like segmented. It is like truly. If you want a flight, they're gonna be like, all right, let's get the whole spectrum. And then there's like twenty different glasses going. Oh my god! Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. I want to go to Japan as, with you guys next time. Oh my god! Oh. Let's yeah. do it. Okay, I'm down. I mean, once this is over, I know that the travel industry is just gonna be fucking bonkers. Booming. Yeah, yeah. You know, because right now you can go to Hawaii for like. 300 bucks you know what i mean yeah well, go to korea house, for like 400 i know Maybe the house that we just bought some airline stocks yeah you know what you know what wall street nope. bets yeah for real this is our new game stop <laughs> for sure yeah, you no, guys here first don't publish this no, yeah, no dude like this. you all you you guys have been following my instagram you guys have been talking about like if you guys were following you guys have been hearing me talk about like the economy like this is our wall street bets right here right like all right Bloomberg. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know. Yeah, uh, we may not let you guys. Know. I'll look into it. <laughs> In fact, you shouldn't listen to any of us for for your investment well, advices. Uh, <laughs> so, so disclaimer. Be, it's, it's true. I'm not a CFP, so please do your own research. I'm just saying this is what I do, or maybe not. Wait, you don't do you do that? <laughs> so, anyways, so Phil, let's let's talk yes. about the the crawl you got from Rob. Yes. So how did you come about getting that Corolla like uh, with Rob and how did that all come about? Um, he hit me up. He's like, yo, probably want to build a Corolla. Oh, I'll do his voice. So you're not thinking about Corolla. No. <laughs> no, he basically hit me up and he's like, you know, you know, he wants something so that when he comes back from Hawaii, he has something to play with. And I, at first I didn't know he was thinking about a Corolla. And then all of a sudden, I see a text message, I think, from Melvin Del Rosario. And he shows me this picture. And it's basically this, like, bare chassis SR5, like, you know, Corolla. That's just no windshield, no windows, like, straight up, like, what the hell, on a trailer. And he's basically, like, about to pull this back to Chicago. I'm like, what? Maybe, like, a day later, Rob hits me up, just bought a Corolla. (laughs) You know? So then it starts like, oh, light bulb, right? Then they connect. Yeah. And then it starts to happen. Takes it to TF, you know, Mike and them, they, you know, go through it with Rob to like, so he could like put the parts together. Also, during that time, I didn't know he was actually doing a beams in there. Uh, so the beams is going in. I think, I don't even know what it was, but I might have been distracted with some other shit or whatever. But I know that he got it in the works, but I didn't know a beams was going into it until a little bit later. And then I think I found out because he was talking to like Mark Panic, Panic Wiring, you know, 
um, to like actually figure out maybe like some specs of how to wire it up. And then I was like, oh, you're doing a beams. Beams ends up happening. Car is super dope, super clean. And he showcases it, I believe, final bout two. Um, little did I know that, well, actually, I don't know if it's little did I know, but he ends up having twins shortly after that. And so now he's got obligations. I'm going to be a good dad or am I going to take care of this Corolla, right, essentially. So he opts to be a better father. Nice job, Rob. Good job, Rob. Rob. So he's kind of like tickling the market to see, you know, what he can get. But ultimately, this is the part. Little did I know that he was building it in mind to think about, like, selling it to me, you know? And so... You know, that's love, right? Because he knows that for the longest time, I've been trying to get another Corolla, but my work, then I, then I ended up getting into this moment where I started making excuses for myself. Oh, you know, this Corolla, someone sent it to me, but like, but I got to work, you know, I got to work on this and I got to make sure I got money for this, right? And I think for not having it for so long, it got me to the point where I started kind of making excuses so that I don't have to jump back into it because for those that are already in it, they already know the heartbreak of what it is to also love cars and build cars and work on it, right? Because it's not just a straight shooter where you love it, you go buy it, you put it together, and everything is all good, right? It's heartache, heartbreak, shit don't work, what the fuck, something broke, this rusted, I got to find this, where is this, discontinued. And that heartbreak was the part that I was, I think, unconsciously trying to avoid. But essentially, when Rob kind of told me, got twins and he's trying to sell it it gave me a little bit of spark of like you know what i want to see him like be this father and also like you know what like i want a corolla too so it kind of worked out and then i ended up buying it off of him and since then i don't know it feels funny to have it because i didn't build it but at the same time it was kind of made in in light of what he thought that I would also like to. So I really appreciate, you know, sitting in the cockpit and knowing that it's our car in that way. Right. It's not right. just like he bought, he built it and I ended up buying it. Like I felt like really, I feel more personally connected to it, even though I didn't put my hand in the, the motor and the motor mounts and like figuring out the logistics of how to get it all to work. Um, I feel like, yeah, it's like our car in that sense. Yeah, but do you appreciate like it any was... less because of that? Say again? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, it was essentially a car that was built for you. Yeah, know? yeah, without me knowing, right? Like, yeah. it was, it was, uh, yeah, it, it, it was like, a, it was a beautiful feeling, right, to, to realize that and have, have being told that because, you know, I, I observed it happening and seeing it as like, hey, welcome to the Corolla Club, right? And really <laughs> being excited for him and and like, you know, maybe even getting a step forward into, oh, okay, you know what? I should get one, two. And then that way we could play together. Not knowing all along, he really was holding this whole like, hey, like, like I want to play with this for sure. But I think also, I think, you know, this is built in the way that he would appreciate it. And it was, it was, it was a beautiful, like a beautiful gesture, you yeah. know? I mean, it's special yeah sure yeah i was gonna say like does it make you appreciate like the curl any less because you didn't build it no i mean i wish it was a 4ag still but <laughs> you know <laughs> but at the same time you know this is what makes it our car right mm, like right like if it was my car i'd be like hell no but because it was also him in the mix where he's just he's also different than me right where 
you want to think about, you know, the, the, the partnership of him and me with Kobe Far, we weren't the same. We were very balanced. We were very opposite, you know, and I think that might have been why, like, we have more staying power because he had a certain direction. I had a certain direction. And the effort for us to find a middle ground is what created this better fitting piece that still still survives, right? So with this Corolla, like, I would have built it with a 4AG, you know what I mean, TV transmission, and just the OG way. But he's also thinking about, like, the headache and the impracticality. And he also is thinking about, you know, modern technology. You know what I mean? So really, like, him thinking about the beams totally made sense, you know. And I really do love that. Because he didn't have to build a Corolla with that idea, right? He could have just done a continuation of a Miata. But he's decided to take steps backward in terms of like automotive technology from where he was as a Miata, a 99 Miata and go into the eighties, but still incorporate like a 2000 series, like, you know, type of technology into it to forge this like middle ground, you know, maybe he didn't intend to, but that's how I'm seeing it. You know, it's about balance. Yes. Quick quick question. Mm -hmm. What is beams? So Beams is a Yamaha motor that basically they put in the IS200, the Altezza. So in the mm. States, we see it as the IS300. Mm-hmm. But the Beams motor was made for the IS200 series, which was for the Japanese market and I believe the European market as well. Okay. So fuel economy is obviously big. So 3.0, you know, uh, 2JZ NA mm-hmm. versus a 2.0 3SG. And then that motor also comes from the Celica, like uh, the family as well. So it's a continuation from that too. So it's like, like in terms of like Toyota's history, like a very unique motor, very Mm -hmm. cool motor, you know, and very, very like, I think worthy of respect and praise. Right. Mm. But in terms of a purist of a Corolla, right. Like, you know, especially in, in 2021, you you know really people are more about like the purity of vintage whether it be clothing music the music era. Mm-hmm. and i think when they look at a corolla the you know, the nation is a 4ag and right. and and i'm with there too right um but again like this was this car is more personal in that sense where it's like a hybrid between like his philosophy and my philosophy right. kind of coming together and i think it's great yeah. now if the beams goes <laughs> he can't say nothing right. about it right but right. but you know but yeah but at the same time like how many 4ag uh, powered corollas are still out there actually just being used oh yeah there's a decent amount i think i think the west coast okay. is really doing it yeah i think okay. i think the guys in long beach you know like uh what's his name saturday night special and them boys you know what i mean what's his throwing hands or what are, what are they what are they called they got like the mickey mouse hands this is me not being. This is showing my age, but Dude, I've been out of. The, I've been out of. I've been out of drifting for ten years, so like it's all used to me. I wasn't sure if you're like watching it adjacently or not, but essentially, like looking hands, right? I think is what they're called. Okay. Like the like there there's there's the cats out there that really are going back to getting TEs, KEs, like seventy seventy ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're getting into eighty eighty Corollas. Um, they're hitting the old Celica Supras, which were fucking awful cars if you will but then they're really rebranding it and bringing new life to it so i think like seeing that they're really doing it up where up they're keeping the 4ag like mantra three tcs so i i I really love that love seeing that because people my age if they don't already have a 4ag they'd probably rather do a beams motor or 
Yeah, or they'd rather I don't know. Uh, hopefully K-Swap. not. But like, w- yeah, exactly. I seen some some KAs in Corollas, Corollas. and that's weird. To oh me. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because Toyota, you have so much more to choose from. I feel like. I feel like True. But, but yeah, and Toyota generally Toyota builds better motors. Let's let's be honest here. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love seeing one JZs and like like chassis, but you know, SR20s and Toyota's other things. Just I'm got like, so eh. much more money. They yeah. have so much more money than Nissan. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry to say it. Like, it's just a fact. Yeah. So, like, of course, yeah. they're going to end up yeah. with better engineering. Yeah. But your resale value is a lot better with Nissan. Yeah. yeah. So, they're, they're cooler. They're considered yeah. cooler, right? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no. I mean, like, uh, 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 you get to you get into it cheap. I mean, well, maybe not now, but I think, like, Nissan's, like, they're, they don't hold their value as much as, like, a Toyota or a Honda would. Oh no, they don't hold the value, but they're starting to appreciate at a, yeah. moment, like a very high rate. It's like yeah. alarming how quickly they're appreciating. So you guys are essentially talking about like S like teens and fourteens, right? Yeah, or even fifteen. Yeah. Well, no, even fifteens mm-hmm. and like the stuff we never got, like R thirty twos to R thirty fours. Yeah, because they're finally becoming available. So yeah. everyone's like buying them now and sitting on them. Like this, the business idea we talked about. Like, yeah. Ten, how many years ago was that? That was twenty eighteen. Okay. So yeah, we wanted to buy up like R thirty fours and just sit on them before they yeah. got too expensive. Yeah, I, I think it's what? still they got possible. Too yeah, but they're too expensive, and so it's like not worth doing now. But at the same time, you know, there will be a premium on that down the road as well. You know, just as yeah, the cost went up, Absolutely. the premium will go up too. Well, think had about I been like... smarter, well, no, I was gonna say, had I been smarter as a kid, I have family in Toronto, mm-hmm. I could have bought it, registered in their name in Canada, and had it for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. But you live and you learn. I mean, I mean go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying what whatever whole what 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 whole one's saying is like. I also think about it as like uh, people being able to like like 911s back in the day. Like I remember going through like autofocuses and shit, and you would see like a 993, a 991, twenty thousand, seventeen thousand. Right wow. now, what are they ticking up to six figures, if yeah. not six figures, depending on the condition. Right, so. Yeah. So it's also being ahead of the game, right? You yeah. know? So, yeah, we can forecast. I Honestly, my prediction is that for me, first of all, my first love of cars came from lowriders, not drifting, not Japanese cars. And and so I still have subscriptions to a lot of this shit. And I get like 1961 like to 1966 Impala catalogs where you can essentially build one from scratch, right? Floor pants, frames, the whole line. They have kits out there too, right? Mm. And I believe that if we as a Western society that really does value this S chassis drifting, I, I foresee Nissan potentially in the future, maybe 15 years later, there'll be a catalog just like that where you can maybe. buy that damn door handle. Like, I mean, as long yeah. as it's, it's about intellectual property, I understand that. Yeah. Right. So like, so yeah, they're, they're re they're bringing back like the GTRs, right. Nismo and like, yes. Uh, Mazda just announced they're going to bring back uh, FCs and FDs on top of the, the NA Miata. Really? Right? Yeah. But here's the thing. Those were made in such low production numbers. Those costs for those individual parts are going to be astronomical. If you think about OEM parts, maybe. like original dashes, 
they were like thirteen hundred dollars in like ninety three. So now but, they're gonna be like four thousand dollars for. But I think you're okay. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you're speaking from like the the entry OEM. the the OEM right. But I'm talking about releasing the actual molds, right? We're talking about in a, in a new society, we have 3D printing technology available, mm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accessibility yeah, is yeah. way different, right? So it's the possibility. I'm not even saying that it's a prediction. I'm just saying there is a possibility. There's you know a market I mean? for it. Yes, and there's definitely, like, it's going to be yeah, us. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be, be what, Jay 60 let... years old with a shit ton of money, and we want to talk about our past, and we want to do something about it, right? That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Because that's it's, essentially it's what these be catalogs like Jay Leno, are where, Yeah. It's going to be like Jay Leno, where he has his own workshop dedicated to servicing his own cars. Exactly. Because he got the money. And, and the thing is, it's it's actually a great idea because the pro- whole prototyping is, is getting cheaper and cheaper by the day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. with the additive manufacturing, you know, it, it, it could be very easily had in the manufacturing process that wasn't back then. And yep. it could be smaller scale. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Very absolutely. Very so, true. I feel like that is a real possibility and I'm also hopeful for it, right? Not to like attack purity or OG status or whatever. Like, I think I'm getting to the point in my life with like how I love cars where it's like, you know what, as much as it's dope to have like some OEM shit, it's like, it'd be cool if people really wanted that and they're finding ways to produce that because that's how much they love it. Right. Yeah, We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And I feel like with cars, as they get older, you just get to a point where you just want to keep them on the road. Yeah. yeah. More so than finding yeah. cars. How dope would it be if I'm fucking, if I make it to like 80 years old, let's say, and I'm for some reason sitting in my bread, like my Brit Zeta 3 <laughs> fucking bucket seat with my Takata harness. You know what I mean? Like how crazy of an image is that, right? Yeah. yeah. I would love to want to make sure that I get to express my passion for who I am today still another 40 years down the road, right? But that's why right. a shout out to like the, the people like in Japan, Japan who are still doing it. They're showing yeah. show it's still possible. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we have to be our, be our, our carbon copy of our parents, right? Where they had to grow up so fast that they're fucking old and rickety by the time they immigrated here, right? We get to really now like dive into our passions and then hopefully we get to continue expressing that so that so people may catch on to it and we get to keep that going. Right. You know, because oh. it's so fucking foolish to dump this money onto 14-inch wheels and <laughs> shitty tires. <laughs> you know uh, what I'm saying? I gotta dump it to my kid now, so I gotta. Oh yeah, yeah. Or you don't have to. Maybe your kid can star for a little bit and understand what struggle is like, and then you can just call <laughs> sure. it an education. You know what I mean? To life. Yeah, but then I'm doing the same thing that my parents did. <laughs> it's a same cycle. As long as you don't whip out the belt or tell somebody to go find me a switch to to punish me, I think you'll be progressive. <laughs> yeah all right that's that's fair so then all right so like let's talk about the corolla because i think people want to know like uh besides the beams like what else is done to the the, the current one yeah the like, current okay, one is, uh, is all suspension i mean i think it's a suspension beast i mean you have what uh t3 arms control arms you got Battle Garage. Oh, no, no. Battle version. So T3 tie is rods. Techno Toy Tuning for those. Yeah, Techno Toy Tuning. Yeah. Uh, battle version, tie rods. Battle version is basically like the most OSB Corolla parts manufacturer in this country. I mean, it's Alex Pfeiffer, D1 driver. Oh, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Right? I mean, we, the first time I met him, I met him first weekend, I unintentionally saw his dick because he wanted to really show people his dick instead of saying hello. But, you know. <laughs> 
if you're watching, I mean, yeah, that's that's his that's really all brand. Story about it. Yeah. That's all on brand for him. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? Um, let's see. This time it has a Cusco two-way. Nice. Or one and a half way, but it's a Cusco. Because it's Rob. See, Rob likes to spend that money, you know? Yep. I'll be like, let me get that uh, cause. But he's yeah. like, let's, let's get that money for that Cusco. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's it's just like a really... Oh, yeah, he got he got the equal length boxes from Technotoid Tuning so that the travel of the rear end actually has level with the four link arms to the frame. Um, so for the people who aren't aware, the Corolla was built in, Phil's is built in 1985, but it's got suspension from 1905. Yeah, with, basically. Uh, the live axle, basically. So. On the rear end. Yeah. So yeah, so um, I don't know. I mean, I think without getting too nerdy about it, I mean, like part by part, I think the car is like well-suited for the track. It's well suited for drifting, and it is poorly suited for the street. <laughs> and I like it. Yeah, I hear you. I wish there was, you know, here's what's funny is Rob handed me a car off to, to, to take off his hands that would have, like, my 25-year-old self would have been like, yes, now? Why is it so noisy? Why is it so loud? Yeah. Where are the seats? I, <laughs> I want a radio. Like I got the exact, it's just, it's just deferred. So you can have, exactly. I realized you can have the same car, yeah. look at it at 25 and look at it at 40 and feel completely different about it. Oh my God. Car. Oh my God. I hate driving up to like from here to US air is like three hours. And it's just like yeah. mostly like country roads, hillbilly roads and like a couple of inter, like, you know, interstates. And no matter where I am, no matter how fast I go, the shit is loud and rattly. But I also know that 15 years prior, 20 years prior, or 15, 10 years prior, I would have been like, this is awesome, right? Like, it's just it's super mechanical. I could hear everything moving. <laughs> I could hear all, you know what I mean? Now I'm just like, oh, I just want to listen to this I'm so connected podcast. with the car. <laughs> I want to yeah. listen to this podcast and I can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so, so that's the thing. Like, here's the thing, what people don't understand about like the purity. People think like, oh, purity and like, I want to make the most hardcore dedicated track car possible. But, and they think like the way to do that is to get rid of weight. And they think like getting rid of weight is free, but like, no, getting rid of weight is very expensive because yeah. if you get rid of weight, you get rid of comfort. And if you get rid of comfort, you drive it less. Therefore you make the car way more expensive to drive every time. Oh, there should be like a little like understudy, like like an independent study class at some university. It's just it's that. just like it's, right. It's <laughs> just like so the philosophy deep. of like your car. It's just the philosophy of like how you build a car. Like yeah, yeah you say like like weight savings is free because you can just rip shit out, but it comes at the cost of being able to drive it. Yeah, so true. There's an opportunity to cost to every decision you make. Yeah, whether in cars or in life, right? So yeah, it's, it's balanced. Everything's balanced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like nowadays, like I'd rather just like take like that's why like with a Maki or like even like the the Bullet Mustangs, right? All I would do is just like get like lowering springs and like get some like wheels or like spacers actually, and then just like call it good. Whoa. So okay. So how would you respond to someone saying like, "It's just an old ass man now. That's all that is." 
I would say that is also true. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm closer to 40 than I am 20. Yeah. So I'm not offended by that statement. Yeah. I still have my hardcore, right? I still have the FC, right? I still have the GC8 and I still have the, the Subaru. So like the GD. So like, if I want to be tortured, I can be tortured. You have your I still tools. have that pure experience. Yep. Exactly. Yep. But 99% of the time when I'm actually driving from point A to point B, I don't want that. But see, I'll even say that the, the word that you use was tortured, right? Because <laughs> yeah. 10 years ago, that wouldn't have been the word tortured. No. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying, right? Like, like this like, is the best, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this is exactly like, I love this. Well, who yeah. needs a radio? I got all this, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of funny how that, that's I mean, true. yeah. And so I get fascinated every now and then when I, let's say, go to like an old car meet and it's like some old rickety white dude that barely could walk on his own, but he's coming on with like a Camaro, 68 Camaro SS with slicks and skinnies. And it's just like, how you drove this here? You know what I mean? Like, is it respect or is it more like, uh, do you have brain damage by any that, chance? Because that, That's blessing. Yeah, to me, that's blessing. <laughs> yeah, because, true. you know, like right now we're talking about how annoying some of these cars are like you're loud whatever yep. but we'll get to a point where our backs can't handle <laughs> the ricketiness and we're yeah. like our knees can't press the thinking, clutch like, down anymore to, like, yeah. get into the brid so yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that old dude that's a blessing like yeah, if i, I could, if i could do that i'm that old that's shit <laughs> yeah yeah you're right you're right absolutely i agree that's true so anyways um lastly the last thing I wanted to touch on was like, Phil, was like you, like with you, when I think of you, the only thing, two things I think of are um, bicycles and cameras. So how did you get into like bikes and cameras? Mm. Like bicycle, bicycles? Yeah, 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 bicycles. yeah, yeah. Like I, got, I got my bikes right here. Mm. Um, cycling yeah, was... Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Got a couple of bikes right over here. So cycling was for me kind of um not a placeholder but kind of a placeholder for cars right so when i was trying to hustle with photography um that was where i had less like having cars requires money 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 for sure but also like to enjoy cars and to have cars in the way that i wanted to have cars it required like more consistency in my life, right? And when I was shooting, I would be able, I would have to be able to take assignments or, or clients like that, right? And that meant the next day I got to pack, got to go. And I would go and I'd go get, you know, the, the project and the money and, the, you know what I mean? Figure that, that whole thing. But it would be always like a one-way ticket, right? So when that's the case, thinking about a car in a place in my age where I wasn't like consistent, I had like an apartment, right? And, and, and it wasn't like, I don't know. You, I'm trying to get at, basically, I didn't have home base ever, yeah. right? And not having a home base and loving cars as much as I did, I think made it difficult yes. to own a car that I really wanted to have without feeling like, you know, maybe some people feel that way about like the dogs that they shouldn't have owned in the past, mm -hmm. right? You know, where like they were always working and they're never home to like really love it and enjoy it. And I think in that same vein, for me, that was cars where 
I, I had opportunities and I had, you know, to, to get something on the low, but it was just like, I didn't feel like it would be right to own that and have it rust out here, yeah. you know? Sit under a tree with like snow and all Exactly, that. exactly, yeah. you know? Um, so because of that, like bicycling kind of became this like, this intriguing, like similar, like yeah. it like, got like auxiliary to it, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, all right, cool. Like there's, there's bikes for commuting, there's bikes for racing. Mm-hmm. What kind of racing are you doing, right? And I really fell into the similarities that it afforded me so I got to fall into it. Um, and yeah, I got into like track racing, trial, like time trials. Wow. And I got into, you know, like, like building those type of bikes and like investigating like those type of races, but didn't feel quite the same. So, which is why like, it's kind of boiled back down to that. Eh, just a commute and I can have fun with it, but I don't really want to seriously race it. Right. Yeah. Um, right. But cycling was for me to kind of, <clears throat> I think partially appease the desire for wanting to build a car and having that sense of like community, which I didn't find, mm. you know, I think cycling is way more exclusive and I think cars are more inclusive. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Cameras. I mean, to some yeah. degree, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, obviously you, you can talk about. You have your car you know, communities, right? Exactly. 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 But cycling, I felt like it was the binary was there, there was, there was less gradation, right? Either you're doing it super seriously or you're just writing it because you have to go work kind of thing, right? Yeah. But, but with like cars, I think there's, you know, different levels. Of, or maybe I didn't spend enough time in that community to discover the different levels. But in cars, there was like your teenage kids and then you have like the people that just want to look cool, the people that want to drive fast. You know what I mean? There was like a lot yeah. more that I got to see the, the layers of owning a car or within a car community. Well, we've also been in it a lot longer so we can yes. see like the cascading yes yes very true but but i, I think he's you're correct in that you know cars definitely have more you know facets you know like mm. different ways to be enthusiast of than yes. bicycles because like yes. bicycles there's like you like you said there's people who seriously race and then there's people who just ride divvies and mm-hmm. then there's mm-hmm. you know, in between where guys somewhat serious, you know, you know, likes to work on his like single speed bike or something like that. Yeah, BMXers. But no, yeah. You know, yeah, but but nothing like more than that. I feel like it's not yeah. it's not as diverse as what yeah. cars bring to the table. Yeah, but very similar though, just, right? Yeah, it's like a smaller scale yeah. of it. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and just real quick, um, mm-hmm. just real quick to interrupt, Divi for those who don't know is uh like the chicago bike rental service like yeah, you just, just put in your credit card it's like city bikes in yeah. new york yeah city bikes yeah. around the world city bikes in new york uh what is the other one they got like the the lift scooters in la you know yeah, yeah. so anyway it's like uh what how did you get into like photography and stuff so cameras was kind of more of a birth out of just industry right so like i got into photography I honestly I remember just being told um, during a, uh, what is it, uh, a yearbook? No, no, no. I was working for a newspaper in college, shot a couple photos for an event because I was like, fuck it, I got a camera. Someone said that I should try it. And the, the, the photos came out well. I got a lot of responses. It got republished in like USA Today or something like that, right? And then at that okay, point, nice. an, an editor is like, hey, I didn't know you were a photographer. And I was like, I didn't know either. Right. <laughs> and at that point it was kind of like, what can I do with this? Yeah. Right. And so 
just kind of dove into studying like all right like what does it mean to be a photographer you know again like a, a inward look into if this is my identity how is this going to look right and so studying who have done things before me and looking at the types of photography out there and i just started kind of tooling around and it became something that i ended up focusing in with um streetwear in la and then menswear kind of more like new york la and then kind of found i don't have like a specific voice but i found like my technical ability and like my eye to kind of have like a space within uh, consumerism and photography so kind of went that way you know and then from there dove more into like you know film more so because everything was starting to become digital right so I try to like hold that part of it similar to like having a Corolla right where it's like everyone's going towards more technology more modern you know like automotive advancements and like I really want to hold on to this older car you know what I mean for the things that I really am attracted to for it so and then yeah and then now like you look at today where film is coming back right and I think that's super dope and I really like that. I feel validated that the things that I decided to hold on to, other people are coming back around to, right? And so I get to have another return to this community of people that are shooting film or starting to shoot film and, you know, hoping that uh, people are wanting to drive more Corollas from the 80s, just like in the way they're trying to shoot more film. I think that's really yeah. cool, right? Yeah. I want more people to, to go back to the things that were less complicated, if I can say that, you know, without insulting what technology and research and advancement has done for what's able for us to be more convenient you know what i mean mm. um i really like the the artisan part of photography now you know while being able to serve in the industry you know in consumerism and the same thing with cars i guess so so for me like bikes and cameras both have a correlation to really the basis of why like i love like a corolla right it's uh you know what it is, it's a car, but if you really want to take a little bit of time to dig a little bit deeper, you'll find that it's just, it feels a little bit softer. You know what I mean? It feels more intimate and there's a more specialty to it than it is just to drive somewhere to just to take a picture. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So here's, here's my theory on why people love or like get sentimental attachments to cars. And, um, and what people always say, like they reference like character or personality in a car. It's because they're technical flaws. Like you, you don't know how to uh, necessarily quantify it or express it. But mm. It's just some flaw that only you know, right? Like only mm. I know this thing about this car. So we yeah. developed the sentimental bond. It's yeah, because true that. I took the time to learn or I discovered this, this flaw. So this yeah. is its personality trait. It's a yeah. quirk yeah, that yeah, I yeah. enjoy. And that's why yeah. we develop attachments to it. It's just like the same yeah. reason why we develop attachments to people because we're flawed. Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's beautiful that is beautiful it, so it, it, yeah go ahead i i feel like with cars it, you know like closer it gets to perfection right like quote-unquote perfection it would become more boring i would say yeah of course i think they get used less and then because they're like yeah. in the seven figures now right and they get they don't get driven yeah. they just get collected and let people just let them appreciate yeah who's to sad. say who's to say that those cars also don't have their flaws Oh, yeah, they do. exactly. They do. They're made by Italians. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, so yeah. then does that does that make Koenigsegg the perfect car then? <laughs> no, Koenigsegg is <laughs> lost too. 
Everyone has flaws. Everyone has flaws. Yeah. There, there are limits to like manufacturing technology, right? Like, yeah. yeah. There's, there's no limits to dreams, but there are limits right. to what we can make. That's why there's no perfect car. Yeah. Right. And, and sure. m- more philosophically, you're like, human beings are inherently imperfect. So, yeah. like, anything that we make, your will hand never be perfect. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can engineer the shit out of it as soon as <laughs> yeah. you have to put your hand on it. The you know what I mean? Pl- the entire human platform yeah. is flawed. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you gotta, you gotta understand, like Koenigsegg is a very small company, so they still have a budget, right? For sure. They have to build the car too. For they can sure. sell it for an unlimited amount. It doesn't mean right. people will buy it. So there's a still business case they gotta balance. Oh, so, so sure. what, what, what car manufacturers, designers are there out there that really don't have to as strongly? Uh, respect the bottom dollar and really truly create who's out there that's still doing that tesla unfortunately even still yeah because uh elon's still the chairman so So like okay so but but there isn't uh, the business arm of that branch of his entity that's still looking at numbers red black you know what i mean like for sure they do it, but ultimately so he has more wiggle room. Elon doesn't care. If yeah. Elon doesn't care, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? He has to ultimately. Yeah. He has to sign I off. Suppose. And see, actually, Ford too, because ultimately, Bill Ford doesn't sign off. Like it's not going to happen. Hmm. Really? But like yeah. So like you know how like everyone's complaining like how the Ma- the Mustang Machi is like a electric CUV. So yeah, like it's yeah. sacrilege to call it a Mustang. Mm. But ultimately, Bill Ford like gave that rubber stamp, and he's just not going to say like he's not going to put his name on anything, right? Yeah. You got to think about it that way. I actually heard a very good argument for the name being a Mustang for that particular yeah. car, and I, I thought it was pretty convincing. I don't know if it's true on the internal side or not, but was that you know for Ford to bring out a CUV that's electric and they name it to something like Aspire or something like that. No one gives a fuck, you know, like no one will talk about it. But when you name something a Mustang, there will be a lot of people who hate it. There will be people who Everyone it's just controversial. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like it'll be talked about. But they're talking mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that makes yeah. perfect sense. I mean, yeah, that's a marketing cool. decision. So I don't know. Yeah. It's a marketing decision. So I don't know. But yeah, it does make a lot of sense yeah. intuitively. But you guys want to try this last one? The JMO? Yeah. It's pretty good. I like it. Oh, have you you already had it, or are you or were you just drinking it? No, no I, I was trying to compare the two. Remember earlier? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we were sure. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But uh, excuse me, gentlemen. Let me go take a piss real quick. Cool. Let's <laughs> take a real quick break, and then we'll, right. we'll wrap up. All right, cool. And we're back. And we're back. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys want to try this? Uh, this JMO? Yes. I I liked it. it smells like ooh. Fruit. It smells it like was, gum. Yeah. And fruit. Mm. Yeah, it does smell like candy. You taste it on the back of my tongue. It smells like nail polish. Oh, but it's very it burns. Yeah, it's like an IPA. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Ooh. It's got that JMO. It's like yeah. JMO plus IPA. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I like this one. This to me doesn't taste bad, but it feels like yeah. a pumped in exhaust audio. It's like uh, the flavors yeah. are, yeah. are sort of yeah. artificial. Yeah, yeah. And way to put it. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, like it's, it's okay. 
Yeah. Not I wouldn't have it on the shelf. The the IPA is definitely <sighs> overpowering. Yeah. It says notes of crisp citrus, clove spice, zesty hops. And I say that's pretty accurate actually. Yeah, it is very yeah. accurate. Yeah. yeah. But it's like very engineered drops yeah. of flavoring. No, it's, it it's, almost tastes it's, like it's the IPA flavor with like a whiskey body. Yeah. This is a hangover. Yeah. So okay. Uh, I can imagine myself uh ordering shots of these after a Cubs game at uh at a Cubs sure. bar, sure, right here, dude. And, and you would enjoy it. It tastes good, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like it's just, then, it's amped up. But then that shit will. Oh, I yeah. could see the worst hangovers. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what that is. Even at eighty proof. Oh yeah. Um. So, yeah. us. Uh. Well, me being the only Asian dad, but you guys having Asian parents, we're gonna grade yeah. this, mm. but we're gonna do mm. it on the Asian parent rating scale. Okay. So we're gonna start with the. We'll go in order, with the the Nika. Okay. Uh, what would you rate this on a, what grade would you give it? It's been too long. The bottle is very pretty. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, you know, I like presentation too. I, I know I'm not looking at the actual bottle, but it's back there. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's fine. It's fine. You no, no, right, yeah. right, I, right, I, right. I got it back there. I know what it looks like. I got it back there. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. I like, I like the way it feels the way it pours. I like it cold. I like it room temp. I don't know. It's something that I felt like a peatier whiskey I wouldn't like that I actually end up really liking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sweet on the nose. Doesn't make me have too much rage after drinking it either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's like a. Like a, a thing that they don't know how to really quantify, but I think they should. Yeah. Certain booze, yeah, certain <laughs> booze I drink. I may be in a great mood before, but I'll be wanting to fight somebody after. But there are certain booze that just kind of like really helps me relax they, and enjoy. They should it. have like rage points. You know, yeah, like, for rage real. Point rating and all for the tequilas real. will be up in like the tens <laughs> because everybody fights when they drink tequila. I don't no, know why. Not me. I don't. Agave. I don't either. I love tequila and spirit of the agave man what about you hon like we'll give you we'll we'll sort of go back to you target zero yeah see my the the thing that i'm debating is do i give between this and the hibiki which one do i put on top you know because to me they're they're both like b like B minus B range ish, like. But who am I gonna give B minus to, and who am I gonna give like B to? Or maybe it could be like B and B plus, I guess. Okay. But okay, so then what are you debating? What what do you what are the strengths? What are the strengths and weaknesses of each of your things? So I pers- so I would, I would give the Hibiki the B plus, okay. and Tagetsuru the B, mm. but I personally would pick the Tagetsuru as my personal drink. So, mm. Why would you rate it higher? Be, be, because, like, to me, the Nika is like it has, it's like more raw. You know, there's more. Uh, it's, there's like slightly more like, you know, un like smoothed out edges. But I like that better. Yeah. Whereas like the Hibiki is like too like polished. So it, it it gets high marks. But I would personally pick the other one. Okay, so then you're gonna give Hibiki the B and then the Takitsu the B minus. 
or like you know b minus plus plus i don't know just slightly you know not not by like a whole grade but like just slightly okay so like an 80 so like an 85 like 83 yeah 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 okay um so then C's get degrees. You know, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> what would you write the JMO? What would you write the JMO? JMO is C's get degrees. C's. What about you? JMO. I feel like JMO is like me, where professors looked at me and it's like he's a really good kid, and I don't want him to like fail him, so I'm gonna give him like a C minus, but in reality he should have a D plus. So we should that, pity that, the JMO. You're saying we should pity the JMO? Yeah. At least. He's trying. It's trying. Okay, okay, like okay, the flavor yeah. is like all there. Oh man! You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I will. I would agree. I would also give it a C minus just because it's it's got the Chicago flag on it. Just for that fact so alone, it deserves the pass. Points down. It deserves the pass just because of the Chicago flag. Right. Like I don't want to fail the kid, but like yeah, he should exactly. definitely be failing for sure. Oh man, you guys are too nice. I put the JMO. I would fail the JMO because I know the JMO's OG. I know the JMO's older brother. Like. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like a, I'm a professor. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey, I've I've already taught your older brother. He's not like you. Why are you such an asshole? You know. See, you're like my calculus teacher. She didn't. <laughs> she really didn't give a fuck. She she gave me an F. Whereas, oh, uh, yeah. Whereas, like my my bio teacher. Oh, shit, my camera like, battery died. Keep talking. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but like, you're like my bio teacher. Like, was like, okay, I I should have failed you. But I gave you a passing grade because I like you. <laughs> oh my god! So so effort is the important part of Jameson. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's it's trying to reinvent itself so hardcore. Yeah. It's like, but yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, it's Jabo with just some cheap cologne on top. Okay, so if if Nika is a B plus, mm-hmm. right? The Takasuru, right? Uh huh. What is What's the A? Huh? What's the what's, A? What's the A? I, I don't I don't know. But th- that's the thing. Like, you know, like I guess for me, like when I when I like rate whiskeys to myself, I guess, it's not like a top gears like the the wall yeah, yeah, times, yeah. right? Where it's, right, like, right, it's right, absolute, right. right? Right, 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 right. But rather right. it's like it's a it's like but in the like the top gear rating is like the wet marks where it's like every mm-hmm. situation is slightly different. So right, like, right, right, I, you right. Know, I might mm-hmm. rate certain things higher one day than the later, but yeah, I guess the whiskeys that I tend to put on top are like bourbons that has like this minty cool, like flavor, mm. which they Who tend- has a minty cool flavor. I don't know, but I, I I've had some of them <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> like Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. 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 So like I, I guess really? I bought a Buffalo Trace, like a regular Buffalo Trace, but like a store pick one time. So mm. it's like a barrel that that particular store picked out, so that they have like a limited bottle of themselves, right? And oh, I didn't even know they did like that. Yeah, so like those bottles, it's wildly different than what's being sold as Buffalo Trace because this is like one barrel that's just bottled and that's it, right? So it's very mm-hmm. unique. So like I have mm-hmm. one bottle of that. And that's I know that that's the flavor that I'm trying to look for every time I'm trying to see how because yeah. after this bottle's gone, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, but it, that's like it's impossible. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the hunt that's that I'm crazy. on, I guess. That's cool. What I miss. I mean, uh, oh, we we're just talking about uh I, I was a. yeah, I was asking what what his A was since 
uh, he he rated uh, Takematsu. What is it? Uh, uh, Takesuru on uh, as a B plus. Yeah, I, but like I, I guess it's you know like it, it, it's like so easy to say that oh the most you know like popular and the most sought after and like the most expensive you know whiskey will be the best that I you know, yeah I yeah but yeah but you know the, I, I guess I've I just like that when when I had tasted that it hit a different like note you know yeah, of yeah. all the whiskeys that I've had so like that you know that to me personally that's a unicorn flavor that I'm yeah. looking for yeah that's pretty cool damn I didn't even know it was like that hmm I, I mean put, uh, go ahead no no I just I'm just thinking about like what we were talking about earlier with like uh the rising like uh value of like Yamazaki's or whatever right mm-hmm. you know sometimes I feel like the times that I was enjoying those drinks I may not have been as appreciative of as as I would be today you know yeah, yeah, and so definitely. like it kind of bothers me that it's expensive now you know what I mean yeah. it's like man like did I squander those years not <laughs> truly appreciating it but like obviously knowing enough to know to go in that direction right Right. so one time i uh this was just me getting into bourbon you know for the first time it it was actually similar with earl as well it was around the similar time and we were going down to the smoky mountains Mm. to drive right and you you know from you know whether it's michigan or like chicago or even like wisconsin you know you you go through kentucky Mm -hmm. and so we stopped by, we, you know, we bought a bunch of bourbon and we're just like, oh, you know, we're just getting into it, whatever. And I bought this, uh, so Four Roses, yeah. Private Select is actually very, at, at this point, it's very, very highly sought after. Mm. It was highly sought after then as well, but it was a lot easier to have, like run into and come mm-hmm, across. Mm-hmm. And at their gift shop, we there was this like just stack of bottles that had signature of the last, like the distiller, like the master distiller mm. before before they swapped people, mm. right? And we bought a bunch of that. I oh. gave them away to people as gifts. <laughs> I I took shots with it, you know, like yeah. because it was like it was like barrel proof, so it was super strong, and you know my palate was just wasn't good enough to appreciate yeah. it, right? So I'm just like, yeah. this is supposed to be so good, so like. I've squandered the shit out of that bottle. Mm. And I, st- I still have mine. Do you? Is it like <laughs> the salt? end one? Let me it grab a- it. Let me go grab it. Is it new? Yeah, I, I haven't opened it yet. Oh my god! Let me go grab it. Oh my goodness! So <laughs> yeah, so I squandered the shit out of it, and I kicked my. You know, I'm just like, I wish yeah. I could taste what that tasted like now, yeah. because yeah. now I'll yeah. know. Yes. Know? Yes. It's such a shame. Yes. Oh my god. So I guess we all have these kind of stories. Then, huh? <laughs> And I think this this transcends through like whether it's cars or like audio or yeah, like, absolutely you know, whiskeys sneakers absolutely. even yeah absolutely <laughs> so this is the gold neck Jim Rutledge right the sign twenty fifteen yeah yeah oh, there it is yeah how much would you say that bottle's worth now I have no idea like if you could if you could like like give it a rough rough estimate. I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up on Instagram we'll find out all right oh yes that yeah. recipe yes yeah we'll find Unopened? out open. Unopened, yeah. Damn. Gold neck. Wait, is that the one that he gave you? No, this is one I was there with him. I'm we would. Oh. We so, yeah, I I definitely have three bottles. Two of them I gifted it away, <laughs> and I I fucking like pounded the other one. <laughs> so Phil, 
Uh, how about when we go up to the when I go up to like whatever club of our event in October or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and come with me. We'll bring the bottle. We'll. we'll oh, for we'll sure. Drink it. All, All right. right, I'm with that. Nice, cool. nice. Oh, no. All right. So I didn't hear the ratings though for um, the JMO. You 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 failed it, Phil. Yeah, I would say no. I wouldn't say F. I was just saying it out of light of like the 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 way that that y'all were grading it. But I mean. I might be nice, and I'm I'm also probably out of practice. But the last couple the last couple months, I've only had Crown, Remy, whatever's left of the yeah. actual pure mall. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I'm in a different space. But in terms of comparing these three, I think JMO. Yeah, it is a little too extra, a little too much. Yeah. Like it makes me think of it only in. It, embarks those memories of trying to get fucked up and trying to, <laughs> trying to smash somebody at the end of the night like that's the vibe i got but i really enjoyed how the the way that it hit my nose and the way that it really burned and the way that it like kind of went down for the like the takasuru but the nika i've already uh, the hibiki i've already had so i don't know all right so let me go let me go into it i will say b plus Takasuru mm-hmm. and then Hibiki. I'm gonna do B minus C mm-hmm. and then Jameson pass fail. <laughs> <laughs> so, did it pass or fail? It did extra credit to pass. So, okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> I stayed after school and wrote yeah. some more letters. That was an audited class for me. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's that's perfectly fine. So, all right, then for me. Just to close it off, I'm gonna say the Hibiki. Um, as much as I want to love it, the Japanese harmony, I'm gonna give a, a B minus. Mm. The Takatsuru, I'm gonna give a solid B. Mm. So like an 87, right? Like solid B. Um, and then JMO, <laughs> straight A's. Like we don't care about the other two. We Six. just want this. It's it's see it's it's second semester senior year. I'm gonna give you the sixty. <laughs> just get the fuck out of my sight, right? Just go. <laughs> that's what it is. You're welcome. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have fun at college. Oh, good luck. Yeah. See, this oh, okay. goes to show. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, the B students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. It's better to just fail and fail spectacularly. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at least you get talked about. <laughs> yeah. That's true, man. That's what they said. Was it Kobe say? Like, uh, no one talks about the good ones. Um, like, everyone like only hates. Uh, oh, what did it ever say? Fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> I'm going to edit this. But it's like something, it's like some quote about like um, only the great ones have haters because like, um, no one talks about the good ones. They only talk about the great ones. Mm. Mm. So maybe secretly JMO is the great one, right? Because we're still talking about it. I mean, yeah. Or you talk shit about like the horrible, the horrible ones. You don't want to be known to be terrible either. It's, you know? it's true. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it, this JMO is not a secretly great one. Earl who? <laughs> Earl Han? Oh, yeah. Oh, let me tell you about Earl Han. Oh, my exactly. God. It's pretty not much. the way you want to go. Earl Kuhan, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Earl Kuhan, no. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. 
Anyways, on that note, podcast. <laughs> yeah, on that note, I think we're done for the night. Um, thanks cool. for being on, Phil. Yeah, for sure. I'll see you, you soon. Um, Hoenn, I'll see you this weekend. All right. Um, Phil, I'll catch up with you and Simba and Rob later this week about that other idea. That yeah, let's do a uh, one together. Yeah, yeah. We will, like, towards the end of the season. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay, cool, cool. Like, cool. Once it's more fully fleshed and, like, okay. we're like, we kind of like step in together. You're gonna yeah. be like Andy Cohen on Bravo. I see what you're doing. <laughs> you know, after everyone talks shit to each other, shit about yes. each other, we'll have one shit. that brings everyone together. You know, yes, exactly. <laughs> should have talked exactly. shit about them. Oh, sorry. Oh, cool. I'll try to give you content. Maybe. We'll give you ten seconds. Okay. The last, last. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, so any? Oh, Phil. Any? Any last words or anyone you want to shout out? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah. all right i love you bro man i'll, I'll see you guys yeah, soon. i love you too hey, all right thank you man nice all to meet right, you see. yeah nice to meet you too thank you. <laughs> bye guys bye see ya so hon <clears throat> yeah talk to me about what you've been doing this week and uh how you've been debating on whether or not you should buy another car yeah. So, I, I yeah I was on Bring a Trailer. It always starts like this, right? I don't go on Bring a Trailer anymore for that reason. <laughs> I was on Bring a Bring a Trailer, and uh, the car that I saw off the bat was a Saab 93 Vigit. It's a car that I've wanted since like high school. It's a car that I've, you know, like there's that those like car magazines. And you know, you see it. You're like, God, I wish I, I could have that someday. And it came up, so I I, I was. I, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a regular visitor at Bring a Trailer, but you know, I, I check from time to time. So there was that. So as I was scrolling through, there was also a 2003 Ford Focus SVT. The SVT Focus. It has thirty-eight thousand miles on it. Thirty-eight uh, thousand. Yeah. Jesus. It, it's it's got i mean it's got all the all the right options except one uh for those that don't know i've had this car before <laughs> again I, i'm 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 considering a car that i had like I, i'm i'm contemplating a two car two of the same car the second time i i, I bought the one series so hold on hold on let's let's, refer, let's rephrase that so sure. in case the listener didn't catch that, what Hoenn is saying is he's already owned a SVT Focus mm-hmm. and he already owns a 128i, mm-hmm. a car he bought, the same yes. exact car with the same exact options yep. Yep. he bought twice. Yep. Now he's planning on doing the same thing with a Focus SVT <laughs> for some godforsaken reason. You know what's funny is... uh. uh what replaced the SVT in the first place was the first one series. Oh god damn! Why? It's all everything's going full circle. Like like Eugene. Eugene started with that. Well, he technically started with the EK, but he bought the Miata, and now he ended up back in the Miata. You started yeah. with the SVT Focus. You're ending up back in the SVT uh, Focus. Yep. I mean, this thing is. Pr- I mean, look, again, it's a. It's almost a 20 year old car that has 38 thousand miles on it one owner that's impressive like it's it, it's pretty nice the paint there's one dent on the rear rear fender so what but uh whatever 
but this thing looks clean. Like this thing has the HIDs. The HIDs on these are so expensive, and you could never get them. So because, why aren't you buying the car? Uh, well, it's on bring a trailer. There's two days left, so I'm just watching it very closely. What's your uh, What's your price that you're willing to go to? I'm hoping that it'll be under six. Are you gonna buy it if it stays under six? Are you gonna uh, put in a bid for six? I might. Okay. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it very uh, seriously. Okay. Although the so the Saab right Saab yeah. that I saw that led me to this SVT has been sold, but you know it wasn't very good. But Saab 93 Vigan was a car that I wanted for a long, long time. And I found another one on the forums. And again, one owner. And this one has a lot more miles, though. It's got, I think it has like 100, 112,000 miles or something like that. So this one's a lot, you know, it's been used a lot more. That doesn't but, matter. Yeah, whatever. What? Um... But it's it's cheaper. It's 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 for sale right now. How for how much? Forty two hundred. Yeah, but how long? How long do you want to keep it for? I don't know. Forever. If you keep it forever, how long do you think it'll cost you in the long run? I don't know. Versus a Ford. Uh, they're 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 both very limited models, so I I don't know if one is better than the other because who's got a better community? For these focus at this point has a big community because of the whole focus ST and all that, but it's not like the original SVT community was very large to begin with. Doesn't and, matter if if you have better support, you have better support. Well, here's the thing: the Saab, it's not like it's lacking any support either. So Saab itself used a lot of GM parts. So in regards to things that common things that would go wrong it's it's actually shared with a lot of gms of the era yeah just like the focus yeah but now it comes down to you know like vegan specific parts and like svt specific parts and i feel like the vegan might be easier to get parts for if you say so if i don't know i i don't i don't know all i know is ford still exists as a company saab does not um that is true on the surface of it but at the same time, for the Sobs, only company that made it out of the entire ordeal, from as far as I know, is Saab Parts. And they, they're actually still operating, making Saab Parts in Sweden. Okay. So, so then the parts become available for the Saab, unlike the SVT. But here's the bigger issue. With an SVT Focus, you can still go to any Ford dealership in America to get a service. With Saab, you have to find an independent mechanic. Yep. And those number of people who are knowledgeable in sobs, those are dwindling by oh, the for year. Sure. For sure. So eventually that, you're, you're going to have to figure out how to do it yourself. Yep. So do you want to do it yourself? Uh, so I've owned, owned the sob before as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I've done a lot of things on my own as well. Like okay. yeah, basic stuff, like it's, it's no different than any GM cars. Of yeah. No era. different so than any other car. Right? Yeah. It's not that hard. Right. You know, I was. But what like, about the quirks? Are, <sighs> I mean, it's got its quirks, but Saab quirks never really broke down that badly. Okay, as but people like, think it, it does. So, like my my GTI never left me stranded, but it always had like some weird electrical issue because it's 
a Volkswagen. Oh, yeah. So Saab's like, uh, with Saab, that Saab, Saab, are you? Are you Saab has very interesting, interesting electric gremlin. Yeah. Are you willing to live with that? Is what what I mean? Because yeah. without that expertise, you're never gonna fix it. Yeah, you're right. I so, mean, <laughs> I, that, I am. Is, is it, it worth saving eighteen hundred dollars for that? It's not about the money at this point, though. Then what is it? It's about cars that I've wanted back in high school. So which one do you want more? I don't know. Well, you can afford both, so just why not both? I don't have any space. I, like even even now, like I I don't know where to put it. If I, I if I get either of these, it's I park my one series in front of my parents' garage yeah. right now, outside snowed on and all that, and this new car won't be any different. Just leave it in my place. The, that's actually not a bad, bad especially once we move into the new place. When is that? Uh, mid summer. I, I was actually gonna ask, can I store some cars over there once your barn is built? Yeah, yes, yes. You, I'm gonna charge you rent, but you can. I mean, hopefully, it's like the insider rate and you won't rip me off. I'll give you, I'll give you fair market value. No, you, you, should, you should give me a you know. I don't know. Fine, but you have to give me the keys. Spirit give me the keys in case I ever need to move it, and I just Fine. need to move it for fun. And then we'll, I'll give you the insider rate. Fine, but if if you damage it, you're responsible. Yeah, we all know that you break, you buy policy. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You could, okay. you could drive it. No yeah, but problem. you also you better leave it insured. Though. I'll let you, you. I'll let you know when I'm to move it. So you better leave it insured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. fair. That's fair. Okay. I mean, See, problem solved. So why not go. both? You can have it all, Hoven. I'm not gonna lie, the Saab is it down is down in Atlanta. Yeah. And I have I have a friend down in Atlanta that just bought a house. Oh, so leave the Saab there there and leave the I, focus here. I, I genuinely thought about that. And Dude, I'm still thinking about that. Just do ask him. Oh, the, I I will. Okay. I will. Hopefully he won't hear this before I tell him talk to oh, him. Oh, is about he it. the one? <laughs> no one's gonna listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he the guy who wants me to build the bike or he was talking about building the bike yes yes okay yes. cool yeah yeah talk talk to him then and then I, maybe i'll build his bike we'll trade labor that way well you're gonna build this bike i'll build, in, for build the this price bike of me keeping my car down there you keep your car there uh-huh and then you give you get the focus you keep it in my place but uh-huh. under the caveat you have to modify the svt or no. the way well, i why? say so no because it's gonna be better than factory. Why? Why you should? Why should you get any say in that? Because it'll be get, better than factory. I'm the guy matter. who works at Ford. I'm telling you, I'll make it better than factory. Are you gonna put Magnaride on it? Can you Maybe. put Magnaride on it? I could if you give you if you pay for it. That's what I'm saying. So let how me much, modify. How, how much is a Magnaride system? Uh, okay, is it we'll, even available? We'll, we'll, we'll for take like it offline. We'll, we'll take this conversation offline. <laughs> I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my corporate speak. This this is for a topic for offline meeting. There there should be some consideration, and we will come to a conclusion of that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. I I both of these cars, the Vigan and the SVT, they're they're very rare cars. At the end of the day, in its own right, and I don't know how I feel about just like start. I'm willing to mod it as as long as it could be put back. With the parts that that have been taken out, but why? I don't. I don't want to. Perm- I don't want to permanently like. If you're gonna keep it forever, and I'm gonna I modify care. it better than the OEM, I, I, I why does care. it matter? 
I don't know. I I have this obsession, I guess, with like when it comes to, like rare things like this, I'd rather just keep it stock than mod it. Yeah, but what about that Z tune? The Nismo Z tune. What about it? It's a factory car that Nissan bought back and then That's improved fine. and then sold it again. I, I'm as okay new. with that. If the Ford company I worked for Ford. Yeah, but you're Good not God. Ford. You 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 are part of the cog of the Ford, but I want the whole Ford to 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 come out and be like, we will initiate a program. We're gonna we're gonna take back all the SVT cars and we're gonna mod it to to the things that we wanted in the first place. I would so frustrated. I will definitely jump on that. I will I will pay what I paid for the car to do something like that. Just buy a Ferrari then and be happy. But, but no, that's that's stupid. It's the Ferrari philosophy. We don't yeah. touch it and if you touch it you can no longer call it a Ferrari. See that we will I, sue you. But I I do fully you utilize my cars though like i i will abuse my cars so well, do ferrari properly owners. properly use it so do some ferrari owners but i don't know like it's, it's like i i guess at the end of the day i i subconsciously i dream of having like my own car museum <laughs> okay i was gonna say you buy the focus svt uh-huh i'll use it and maintain it uh-huh. And I'll modify it, and then whenever I mean, you want to come and get you, it, would grab you use it. it as like a daily, or would you use it as like, like spare as day? needed, as needed? Yeah. What if you needed it like every every day? I would need it maybe it like once a week, twice a week. All right. But like I said, I'll maintain it. I'll fix it or I'll repair it. Um, I'll let you know whatever like it needs to be done. I'll find. I'll locate all these hard to find ford oem parts if you're obsessed uh-huh. with oem parts uh-huh. but like i said i'll modify it as better than factory because they'll all still be for the ford performance catalog is very big bigger it than is. you realize oh so it's still all it's factory huge. backed which is great which is I, what I'm I, saying. Love- I can make it better than factory i mean i don't even know if ford racing has like svt parts i didn't say ford racing i said ford performance oh i mean i mean like ford performance they're re- rebranded Ford performance parts. Well, why? Why are if it, you even, even if it came out in UK or like in in Europe, let me know because I know the <clears> team <throat> over in Europe. Ooh, ooh, this is what I'm saying. You forget ooh. this. I can make it better than factory. Ooh. Well, let me ask you this: Why do you feel like you have to modify every card that you have in your possession? Because every car is a compromise, ultimately. This is true. If it's if it's made by an OEM, ultimately a compromise had been made somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Especially so, especially car brand like Ford. <laughs> yeah, you know, even Ferrari, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, they have to they have to uh, make a business case out of everything that they make. Exactly. There's a re- there has to, the company has to have a reason to exist, and especially if you're making a product, there has to be a reason for that product to exist. Yep. But for Ford, for cars, it has to be compromised because government regulations, design teams, marketing, finance, the engineering, what consumers will buy, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of that has to coalesce. And that ultimately is what makes a company successful or not in the automotive industry. Yep. So because you have to compromise on that product, which is why I'm saying I can make it better than factory. 
because the factory ultimately has to compromise based on the set of restraints we operate with. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. So at all. again, why would you not want an SVT focus that is better than from the factory? Get the SVT focus. Just, just buy it. Just put in the bid for your, put in your max bid. See if you win. And if you win, like I said, I'll take care of it for you. I, I mean, yeah, I, I will most likely place a bid unless I wake up tomorrow and it's like six grand. Then I might, I might not. Okay. But I don't think it's going to get there. Yeah. And I, I guess this is my old habit of eBay back in the day. So I don't like to put in my bid until like the last whatever. Why? Because it, it just extends the auction. If you put in a I, bid. I, I, I know. I know on, on Bring a Trailer, you know, there's no there's anti-sniping features yeah. where yeah. it renews every two minutes. And that's fine. What I don't want is like me putting in my bid and someone else's has a bid on it and it just drives itself. We So we drive us to drive up the price. Right. Then all of a sudden we're both like, fuck, this is high. Like, so just no. put in fifty nine ninety five, And if the guy outbids you, just put in 6000 or whatever. I mean, well, I like to make it suspenseful. I'll wait till the last day. All right, dude, whatever you say. Anyways. I have my, uh, I have my ways. <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. That's, that's all I really wanted to cover today. Uh-huh. So we came in under time. Nice. Even though we went way off topic. <laughs> so uh, I think that's all I needed to talk to you for today. And uh, next, uh, our next episode, we'll, we're going to either have Rob Ryder or Simba from Club Afar, depending on when these uh, samples arrive to them, because Simba has not responded to my texts until today. <laughs> uh, and Rob lives in Hawaii, and I've been very um, slow to ship these out. Have you shipped them out yet? No. <laughs> So it's not on the way. No. So as of this recording, uh, it is 2-17, which is a what, Wednesday? Today is a Wednesday. Wednesday, February 17th. I have not shipped them out. I am planning to ship them out tomorrow, even though I said that on Monday. Um, but if they get out there, it'll just take uh, however long it takes to get to Hawaii, and then we can record it after that. That is fine. So we'll probably end up recording Simba first in all reality. Okay. Because he lives in Chicago, and so you guys will get the samples on the same day. Okay. What, what is the next sample? I have to look it up. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, you saw them at the hotel on uh, Friday or Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. There were, there were like three or four. Three. Bottles. So it's Four Roses, Mitsui, and Crown. Crown? Yeah. The Crown Noble Expression, the... Crown noble expression. A no, noble crown royal noble something. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the thing on Instagram. <laughs> you guys will see it on Instagram if this makes it even to the show, the edit. Yeah. All right. Later, All right. dude. Later, yeah.